everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 237 for the week of September 8th, 2012. I'm your host, Chris Rivers, here, here with a group of wonderful people from RPG Gamer. First off, taking a little bit of time away from taking care of his children, Michael Tidwell. That'd be me. Yes. A- any Anything breaking in the house yet? Oh, no. He's, um... He was moving all the shapes from the box to the bag, and I'm like, no, I want them back in the box, and he kind of whined for a bit, and then we played the Lightning McQueen, and now he went to go find something to eat. Okay. Sweet. Um, I, I Probably good with knives and, and stuff in the kitchen. Should be no problem. Well, you, you know how I like my kids to have their utensils. I do. Right? Yeah, you, you start them young with, with large metal <laughs> Here, utensils. I don't know how to hold them yet. Yeah, well, that doesn't stop. we got to ah, learn somewhere. Also here, um, who who is here? John Yearworth from uh, Britain... <laughs> No children, so to speak of, but um, a roommate. Oh, hell no. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that didn't go anywhere. Also no. here, Emmanuel Marino. Keeping it real on the West Coast. Keeping it real on the West Coast. And this very special episode brought to you by the letters love and marriage. And marriage. That's right. And finally, I introduce to you all my new fiance, Anna Marie Newfeld. Uh, you mean Beyonce? My new Beyonce. Yeah, Beyonce. There you go. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> we hate the no. word fiance. Just no. Yes. For those of you who haven't heard, at after PAX, uh, Anna and I got engaged. So, yay. Woo, congratulations and all that. Thank you. Um, No more cheering? Oh, I'm just Yay. There we go. It's all I've been li- living with for the past two days is just. I thought you were being constant, overwhelmed. I wasn't really gonna, you know. Constant, constant Twitters and Facebooks like, oh, congrats, 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 and it's just my phone's going. Ba-da-ding, 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 and it's because ba-da-ding. of the time difference. He starts answering these at seven thirty in the morning my time, so all I get is my phone buzzing off my desk. Yeah, it's fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Enjoy it because this is the happiest people are going to be for you. Forever. I know, and everyone's going to resent us after this. I know. Just... Oh, you what? know that could start sooner. You never that know. could start sooner. <laughs> <laughs> I think the counter starts now, Mike. <laughs> I don't know. I had some yeah. people like they weren't talking about you specifically. They're like, yeah, every time one of my friends gets engaged, I just get more surly. I'm like, <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's a fun experience though, and uh, got to tell the relatives. And wow, they always get very excited. Apparently, so. wait, they didn't already know what? I, I don't know. I we told them. Already... The, we told them the day after. Okay. We did the phone calls to all the grandparents and stuff, and that was a. Uh, that's an experience. By the time that we told our parents, it was like, yeah, good. We knew that was happening. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'd been together like two years. It was like, oh, good. You finally got to that point. We're already getting requests on, please have the the wedding in Jamaica or on a cruise ship. Apparently I like cruise ship. people want to go on a vacation or something. Yes. You, you like cruise ship? You going to yes. bring your kids? Can I? Uh, I don't know. How about we just do it at PAX? Wouldn't that be great? Leave, but, let's just not do it at PAX. Yeah, let, Leaving England is so expensive. So we're going to go to England for John's sake. The Yay, only person. settled. John I think and, you have it during E3 on the beach at Santa Monica. Oh, yeah. In a hangar. How about in an airport hangar? Let's do hey, that. Hey, why not? It's good enough for Amazon. How about we, actually on the pier? That would be actually kind of cool. <laughs> we, could, we could split it up into several different hotels. Oi. <laughs> E3 wedding. Anna's getting, I see what you did there. Yeah, Anna's, Anna's already getting suggestions from people for crazy wedding vows, too. So. Oh, my God. Don't do those. Yeah. Be normal about so that. So, do stuff. you think uh, Nobu Uematsu is available to do your uh, <laughs> to do wedding music? <laughs> to do the music. 
Totally. Yeah, I'll just I'll just give him twenty five bucks for a commission, right? That, he he can't cost that much, right? Wow. Hey, you say that, no. but you know James James Milky got a got a what's his name? Jeez, uh, Yoshitaka Amano, Omano. He got Amano to design yeah. his wife's uh, engagement ring. Yeah, he did. But he was also in Japan and knew people who knew him. Yep, and he gets straight up. So you, all you have to do is go to Japan, find him, and ask him, and then he'll be obligated to do so. Yes, and then you can get a custom engagement ring. Anna likes her ring, so... Yeah, that. screw you, Amano. Yeah, I don't need you. I don't need you and your crazy artwork and you leaving the series and then having to make us deal with Beltman. What are you talking about? Belty McBeltington. All... <coughs> Wait. Omano oh, still does the preliminary designs. No, it's all Nomura now. Well, we don't know because we haven't I seen I think Amano so. does like fan artwork of Nomura's designs to say, see, here's how it would look like if it was still good. Um, <laughs> And pale. Very pale. Yes, we need more. <laughs> okay, here's really how it would look like if it was still pale, I guess is what I Caucasians with stripes on their face to make them personality that mm. they don't have. All there right. we go. All right, you win. So PAX okay. actually <laughs> happened in addition to <laughs> engagement news. PAX occurred. Oh, wait, wait. That, that happened at the same time? That, that happened week? at the same That happened before. Yeah. Um. So let's see. What did we do at PAX? We went to PAX and played a lot of games, a lot of indie games this year. Wow. Well, nice. The whole mega booth, so. Uh, I mean, here's the thing is, for me, it was like the Mega Booth was the most interesting because everyone else who was there had also been there at E3. And their shtick wasn't any different. I think someone had different shtick about something, but I can't remember who because all the indie games have just taken over all the press and the, the, the mind share of that convention, which is good. It's great to have a different, like, it, it's the indie E3, you know? Here you get to hear about games that came out a year and a half ago and we're still pimping at conventions, which I don't know if I like that part of it, but, you know, it's a totally different um, flavor except than Except real E3. companies were doing that, too, so let's not trash the indie too much. Oh, I didn't know real companies were doing that, too. Well, what how many times has Firefall been there? Well, but that's still not out. It still isn't released. Okay. But and some of these indie games of are out. <laughs> Say what? But they give away lots of money. How can oh, they not be out? Oh, you're right. You're right. I... I should forgive Firefall because they paid a lot for their booth. No, they're doing like a million dollar tournament or something, weren't they? Uh, League of Legends was, I thought. No, that was like 250. See, we oh, wait, 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 wait. League of Legends had a bigger tournament, but the Firefall one was more money. That's funny. Yes. Right. Yes. Firefall announced that in the next year they're going to give away a million dollars. Oh, they LOL weren't even doing it at said, PAX? Here's a quarter million. You can win it today. Okay, so League of Legends was um, Actually, the, uh, more the League of Legends tournament was a pretty damn good watch. Yeah, we yeah, actually we watched, watched a match. It, for a little bit. it was quite good. Yeah, we watched one of the championship matches. Um, uh, well, the uh, we were watching the uh, the live stream of the um, was it Team Solo mid against Dignitas. Okay, that match was hilarious because nice. uh, well, Dignitas basically talked a hell of a lot of smack before the uh, the game started, and then they got ruffle stomped two 0 <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah. It's almost embarrassing. Yeah. What did we do? Let's see. So there's there's a lot of people there for these regional championships. It was crowded, uh, standing room only, and running out of room in the hallway behind the, the room. Uh, and they had a lot of merchandise. That's where I got a Teemo hat. And they had they were giving away some skins and stuff. And if you talk to a riot person, um, you get stuff and I don't know, whatever. And there was also, um, on the side, 
they had computers set up where you could play all the champions are unlocked and you could play the new champions. So me and Ed and Josh, who you'll see in some of the videos that we put up from PAX, he's he's uh, Ed's friend and was quite happy to help us out with our PAX coverage this year. And uh, did anybody else do it with it? You weren't there, Mike, were you? No. No, I don't know where you all went during all this. I guess I was playing other games. Um, yeah, we tried to... I don't, yeah, I don't know when it was. And it was, I uh, it was the morning in the morning on it was, Sunday. Was that when it, it was? It was the morning of Sunday. Yes. Yeah. No, I was talking with other people and being my PR schmooze. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you were running around doing PR things, and we we all like, eh, let's go meet up on sixth floor. Oh, and Doug was there too. Yeah. So all four oh, yeah. of us, we all went up to League of Legends, and we said, let's put us on a team together. And they're like, okay, we need one more, one more. And that one more is the only one who really had any League of Legends experience. So we proceeded to get completely stomped. In, that in, sounds like our Guardians play, too. In most people's uh, legal... No, we did much worse than we did in the Guardians. Oh, wow. <laughs> much worse. Because <laughs> the other team oh, was yeah. all experienced League of Legends players. They all know what they're doing. They're co- shouting out commands and being all coordinated. And we're like, how do I buy things? <laughs> That's the key. <laughs> <peaky. laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> How do I? Oh, I'm dead. I'm dead. Actually, You'll respawn. Oh, it's, good. It's, so I come back to life in this game? Yeah, you come back to life. All right. It's funny, really, because the uh, the matchmaking has occasionally done a couple of things like that to poor David. Yeah. Well, uh, David tried uh, playing a uh, ranked game at seven to level 30, um, and it put his team, which had a combined total of uh, two league wins amongst all five players mm-hmm. against a team of uh, who had what was it 1250 oh, combined fun. wins <laughs> the, yeah the lowest the lowest guy had like 250 wins in ranked <laughs> it was uh one-sided slightly one-sided yeah that that's how i could ex- describe our experience and yeah. the poor guy i'm so glad he put up with us and didn't just take off the headphones and walk away <laughs> rage quit <laughs> he just, yeah he, just, he had every right to rage quit so we got a we got raffle stomped there but it was still a fun experience and the energy of the crowd was cool and and was it was great to see that it completely uh this league of legends stuff completely displaced starcraft 2 from from pax because last year there was a, a StarCraft II presence and stuff, but the the tournaments they were running had like no audience or anything, and nobody knew when they were on. So overall, this was definitely better. It's just uh, kind of sad to see StarCraft II not there, since I'm a bigger fan of that game in a tournament setting. But you know, whatever. Um, I got my Teemo hat. Anna, you, you didn't get to see any of the tournament stuff, right? Me? No. Me? I said Anna. Oh, yeah. Um. So you know how I walked in and watched that match with you? Oh yeah, that part you got to see that. Okay, sorry. <laughs> anyway, so we we saw that match and then we went on. Um, since then we've played some League of Legends this week, right? Yeah, I played without you too. Yeah, and I played without you, and I I'm I'm starting to learn my Teemo and and I'm consistently winning in bot beginner matches. So I may have to start doing bot intermediate matches. The problem Maybe one I'm having day I can now play is that um, I keep using a character that's free for the week. Yeah. And that's good because I get to learn a whole bunch of different play styles. But you're not going to earn enough points to unlock that character before the right, week's done. Right, so then I have to find a new character to play the next week. Mm-hmm. Frankly, there, of- there is a bit of uh, carryover between uh, certain... Like sort right, of so there are archetypes that it's like, okay, well, if I'm good at VV, I can look at who's free that week that's under the mage archetype, and I should be okay with them. Their, their name isn't VV, just so you know. 
I know. But okay. I like calling it still, them It starts with a V. <laughs> it's close enough, damn it. All right. So uh, what, what else we do at PAX? There's so much stuff at PAX. Anna, what, what was your top... What, what were you doing at PAX? What, was the, what stood out? Um, I ran around the Indie Mega booth a whole bunch, and I was doing um, interviews. Torchlight 2. Yeah, Torchlight 2. That's an important one. Yeah, I've got so a release date. Tell us 20th. about Torchlight 2. <laughs> oh, man. The new talent trees are sexy. I wish I'd been able to take pictures. I wasn't allowed to, um, which sucks, because um, Jarek was allowed to take pictures of everything. We were able to take... Yeah, we were able to take video last year. How could we not take pictures this year? We took video this year. Oh. Yeah, we weren't supposed to be, like, focusing in too much on the talents. I'm not really sure why. Because they're not locked down yet. Could, well, they're more or less locked down. There might be some balance changes in the next two weeks. No, the talents in Torchlight 2. Oh, right. Sorry, I I sort of disconnected. No, that's okay. Uh, So they they have the talents. They yep. are sexy, but you can't yeah. tell us about them because you couldn't take a picture. That's okay. We don't and need I to can't go into. Remember all well, of who them cares? Anymore. It doesn't matter. So, I so was how's, playing a berserker. So and I liked is that. there anything different this year from last year? Because Torchlight Two has been playing well for a while. What's 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 is anything changed other than they're just done now? A little bit. I mean, last year and even in the beta, there was a problem that as you got higher into the talent tiers, you just it wasn't worth investing. So it was like in the beta at level 20, I ended up having, you know, six different abilities that were all level two. And it was like, that's cool, but this seems kind of lame too. It's like, maybe I want to just have, you know, the two abilities that I can put on my mouse and not have to screw with the all six of them because I'm just, then I'm all over the place. And they were like, yes, we recognize that that was uh, not necessarily the most intelligent design choice. So um, every four or five levels in a talent now in addition to whatever the ability does you get something special as well so it's like yay okay so one it's like it claws its face and it adds more to your rage bar if you're level five i like it that's that's cool because it means i rage out faster Mm -hmm. so yes september 20th looking forward to it and uh we will hopefully have review copies soon and streaming. Yay! That'll be good. Yay! Yes. Uh, what else did you get to see at PAX? Um, Dragon Fantasy Book 2. And they had announced that it was going to be on the Vita. And the PS3. And the P- Right. And it's going to be um, that whatchamacallit. Crossplay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So buy it once, play it both ways. Um, hang on, let me just pull up my list of all the stuff that I played. Um, whoops, wrong note. Uh, we have a big video up of Dragon Fantasy 2, an interview, so you can go check that out as well. Oh no, I see. All the stuff's on our YouTube, and there's more videos going up every day, it looks like, so. Somehow I lost my note. I wrote down all of the games I played, and they're not here anymore. Well, let's see, where do I see you? You also... Uh, talked about Rift Storm Legion with R- yeah. Rift. Yeah, and the funny thing is, is they didn't announce the release date at PAX. Instead, they announced it on Labor Day. Because why not? Kind of confused on that well, it's one. It's the day after. You get the whole news cycle on the day when the Except, news isn't working. You know, when is that news? <laughs> it's like Europe reported on it. Congratulations. 
Yes. Not that you're not important, Quinn. No. But, you know. Not at all. Michael, you got to do some interviews and see some games, didn't you? Oh, yeah. What did um, you, you get to check out? Well, we didn't get to play Wildstar. We got to see the two opening zones, which was kind of cool, because those will take your first 20 levels. Um, there's no details on when it's coming out yet, but what I saw was definitely an improvement over last year. Um, if you recall, we had that demo, and it was kind of like, especially you were like, yeah, this looks like everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the big takeaway from that is that if you and I are playing at the same area, but I and even the same class and the same race, but I've chosen a different path than you, like I'm going to be an explorer and you're going to be a soldier, our quests will be different, but we can still work together. Oh, nice. So it's not like, well, let's go kill these 20 things and see what happens. And they mentioned something like, if I'm an explorer, maybe I can find this cave and you can't, but because you're with me, you can, and there's more stuff we can do in there that you couldn't normally do. Okay, that's a nice nice take on things. Yeah, that's cool. So kind of the, Um, actually, that reminds me of that Lord of the Rings game that, uh, what was it called? Champions of Crashing on the 360. Um, (laughs) I forget, you worked there. Champions of Nora? No, the one you worked there. That's EverQuest. No, oh, one, War in the North? War in the North, yeah. Because you had pe- oh, people yeah, with different with the... abilities, you work together, and some people can see and interact in some things, and some people can't, right? Right. I didn't know if you are hinting at that or something else. No, that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> Just a champion something, I'm like, I don't so we know. So we got a 25-minute demo of that up on our YouTube that you can go check out now as well. Yes. In- um, including, they even pause the action and zoom in and stuff. It's kind of weird, actually. But... <laughs> Is that for Wildstar? Yeah. Oh, that was probably during the Q&A. But anyway. Okay. Um, also got to see... What was the other interview we did up there? Oh, no. It was it was down. We did the Perfect World with uh, Raiders. Raiders yep. Which, I mean, if they're basically saying if you like Monster Hunter, you're going to like Raiders. So I did okay at Monster Hunter. There were certain things I didn't like about it, but those don't seem to be in Raiders. So I might give that a try when it goes into open beta soon. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Neverwinter's, uh, we, I didn't play the actual game. Well, no, no, hold on. No, tell me about Raiders. This is like Monster Hunter, which means there's no experience levels? Um, no, there are experience levels, but, like, okay. the whole point isn't to progress this story or this grandiose scheme. It's just, you know what, you should just go out and kill some big monsters because they're there. Well, that is the point of, of Monster Hunter, actually, and to get yourself better at playing the game because it's an action game and it's a challenging action game. And you're supposed yeah, to master what, your weapon types and stuff. So, like, but you're saying there's experience points there, which is very different than Monster Hunter, actually, because you can't level up your character in Monster Hunter. The only thing you do is get better, better armor, better equipment. Right. And so, in this case, they have your bettering your character and your equipment. Okay. So that that sounds more like a normal. Okay, they just turn into a bunny rabbit. What is going on? <laughs> yeah, he was showing us some of the morse. Uh one of the cool things with that one is if you're fighting a monster, um they can drop temporary weapons. Mm-hmm. And so basically you can pick it up, your skill tree or not your skill tree, your skills change yeah. based on that weapon and it's not like you need to learn how to use it or anything. You can just use a special weapon until it runs out of energy or points or whatever and then you're back to your old weapon. Okay. So it's more of a dynamic experience with that. Um I, like I said, I didn't get hands-on, so it's mostly you can watch the video and you saw what I saw. Okay. I think the beta's out now, isn't it? No. Closed beta has finished and open beta will be announced. Oh, soon. I missed it completely. All right. Yeah. We gave away keys. Yeah, I, I have a key. 
for my curse. Yeah, well, whatever. You worked. So, you did well with that. Yeah, I never. So it's like, <laughs> what the heck is this? And I never. Yeah, you pl- also oh, played Card Hunter, right? Yeah. Well, I was going to finish with Neverwinter and then. Go oh, to Neverwinter! Card. Right, I forgot about. I keep forgetting about Neverwinter. Because we think it's old. Oh, okay. Well, you know, because we have Neverwinter Nights and all that. But, uh, like I said, I didn't play the game, but I just watched the like the way you could make scenarios. And that was my big thing before. It was like, I'd love to make some, but it takes forever, and I'm kind of nitpicky about stuff. And, I, you know, you have to learn the tools and everything. And he was able to pretty much whip up a basic scenario in, like, 15 minutes. And, that, and we have that on tape, right? Yeah, we have that on a video. Yep. So you can see and how to make a scenario. Cool. And so you make these, and then you run through them with your friends. Uh, do they help progress your characters, or is it just for fun? Uh, what they were saying was you could play the entire... You could progress your character to max level with nothing but player content. Okay. So and, you don't even have to play the main story. You could just do these. And there's controls in that from keep you from gaming the system and just handing out XP? Uh, yeah, because you are basing your challenge based on the monsters you put in, and the game decides what the rewards will be. Oh, okay. So you just say, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to put in uh, X-level character, and then the game will decide, depending on your level when you kill it, what you get for it. So you don't decide the loot. You just decide the quest. Okay. So that's kind of cool. That leads it so you can't like, well, everybody just does this, and they get this really cool sword, and now everybody's awesome. You know, solves that problem. Um, I don't know. See, I don't know anything about the game itself. But I would play some of those just for fun. Uh, and then, yeah, I think, uh, and I pretty much covered Torchlight 2, though I do want it. And so that leaves me with Card Hunter. Yeah. Which, I mean, it, I was trying to explain this to my friends. It's a little hard to explain. Basically, you're doing your typical D&D campaign. You got your map, your little tokens, everything, but it's all on the computer. And then it's a card game, but it's not like you have a deck. You have... Cards tied to your equipment. And so, like, if you have a special sword, maybe it has three really good abilities and two bad abilities, you know. So, uh, you know, the higher you play, the less bad cards you get. But, you know, so then you can make a trade-off of, well, I want five mediocre abilities or I want three good and two bad. Those, you know, you get those kinds of choices. And then the game plays pretty much, you draw X number of cards for each one of your tokens and then you can just play them out, and the opponent, which it's your game master, and he's, I was confused because they're like, well, you're not really playing against him, but he's trying to beat you, and I'm like, that doesn't make any sense to me. It kind of looks like he's trying to kick my butt. But I think it's more like, if Chris, if you were hiding behind that board in a real game, that's kind of how it is. So, yeah, you play like the big dragon, but you're not really trying to beat me. We're just trying to have some fun. Yeah. So they're, they're going on that angle. So it's a... It's not competitive? And uh, it's not well, co-op? Well, I don't... It's a single-player game that we played. Yeah. Once you've played a certain amount, they're like, we, you know, we expect you to go on and play multiplayer, but they didn't explain how that works. That sounds like they don't know yet, then. That's what I'm thinking. Mm. Like, they're like, this is a good... You know, there was a lot of part, and, like, you know, they're still in the works. Obviously, they're not ready to come out yet. Okay, so it's collectible, though, right? So you get, you get to get new cards as you play? Well, you get new gear that has cards attached to it, and okay. you can't remove the cards. Okay. And if you play the single-player game, they say if you play the whole thing, and you're saying, they, they, you know, they were saying maybe hundreds of hours. 
Uh, you you can't get every card. It's not like there's collectibles you can't get or things like that. So <laughs> hundreds of hours is effectively for many people you can't get those. Exactly, which is why <laughs> one of the things I was discussing was what if I want to play like 15 hours and then buy some cards? And they're like, that's something we're looking into. <laughs> okay. So, so a lot a lot they need to work through still. <laughs> I need to work through, but you know it's uh, it was a really fun experience and it was different. I think the closest was more like. Um, I was I was kind of like it was mixed between the Pokemon card game, the video game, mm-hmm. and like Yu-Gi-Oh. It was kind of like a mix between those, hmm. as far as the card system goes. Um, we have a video of me playing that too, and I did win, so I got a shirt. So there. <laughs> oh, good for you! Yeah, we got uh, a thirty-one minute video on Card Hunter. You can find out the whole darn thing with a walkthrough from the developer and understand what's going on there. Unfortunately, the game isn't out yet, and they don't have any dates, so this could be a while before we see this one. No, but they did mention that you could sign up for the beta there, which means that they're planning on doing it relatively soon. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes. And that covers the main RPGs I played at PAX, yeah. Okay. Well, did you play non-RPG stuff? Is that what you're saying? Well, we played the Shogun Skull we did, eating yeah, game. Yeah, we played Skulls of the Shogun, which we've talked about before, but that's a but fun Chris game. Chris cheats. I what? Chris cheats. I cheat? Yes. Oh, yeah, I pay attention to the rules is what you mean to say. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't pay attention to the rules. You pay attention to the guy next to you who says, you know you could do? You could knock him in the water. I'm like, hey, you didn't tell me that. Yeah. And then you knock two guys in my water before I get a turn. Oh, that's real fair. Okay. No, well, he cool. said it the turn before. No, he didn't. Yeah, you didn't realize... No. No. He said it to you directly, and then you did it, and then I was sad. That's okay. I'll be fine. Michael's making excuses for why he lost. He barely... So do you guys think you're going to get Skulls of the Shogun when it comes out? Pretty sure. Um, we were concerned, though, that the game style might get old after a while. Mm-hmm. Not that it would get old, that it would get long. Yeah. It just, it'll we, turn we into a very a defensive battle. Yeah. So do you think you guys are going to get it on 360, or what? I would probably get on 360. Um, well, there's not really a lot of options with Skulls of the Shogun. Um, I know, because it's like exclusive to the Windows 8 app store. Yeah, Windows 8, 360, and Windows Phone at first. They said they want to get on Steam. They did say that, so... I they were working but that's going to be idea. a while. Yeah, yeah, we don't know how long it'll be, and they didn't have any time frame for that. Um, and I, I presume they'll also come out on iPhone and Android, but they, they for, do not. Oh, I don't... I'm, maybe like a year from now. Yeah. Because it seems like they really... They were really backed by Microsoft to help finish that game. So yes. that's why it's good to see it like Maybe you guys can get on your Windows Surface tablet. You can play it there. Yeah, because totally. I'm picking up one of those. All the time. Hey, Mike, there's another tablet option for you. Add it to the uh, list. I could. I could just go and get that really expensive thing I don't want. Yeah. Wait, wait. What's the, what, the Kindles? Are you talking about the new Kindles? Well, we've got the Kindles, yeah. the Nexus 7, the iPad, the new iPad, the supposed iPad Mini. Um, Do we have anything else on there? I think that's the current list, right? Uh, the new, there's the new uh, Samsung ones, the Galaxy yeah. Tab 10 point something. I have to admit, iPad Mini sounds kind of cool. But if it turns out to be iPad Mini and the iPhone 5 at the same time, that's not so cool. Why? Because I don't want both of them. But you're not going to get an iPad 5. Oh, you think they're the same thing? That's what people are hinting at. They're like, oh. maybe this is the next iPhone, but it also is, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a transition piece it's or something. It's a web browser. It's a music player. And it's a tablet. Wait, what? You Who's get saying what I'm that? Saying? I, no. <laughs> I check like the Apple rumor blogs pretty much daily. Yeah, I haven't heard that at all. Heard that Michael, these doesn't... weren't Apple. It was like Engadget and stuff. 
that the wait that the the iPhone five is going to be the iPad Mini. They were saying, I mean, they they could be the same because they were announcing them around the same time, and they no, were like, uh, they're not announcing them the same time. That's the whole thing. It's like iPad's going to be September, iPhone's going to be September, and the iPad Mini will probably be October. Those are pretty close. Well, that's. But I don't but know. But if they're the same thing, they can't have two events. <laughs> they could. They'd be like, "Hey, look, it's the same thing." We didn't tell know. you this last time, but it's really big. I know we didn't point it out, but if you notice, it's seven and inches a big on the other side. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. The article could have been old. I don't know. <laughs> I don't read sticker. Yeah, this is why I don't go in and read this stuff. I'm like, "Hey, this looks cool." Whatever. There was a sticker on it. I go back. You remove the sticker in October when they tell you to. It's a tablet. Do not remove this tag until 10. 10 oh, goodness. Five. That's pretty funny. Let's do that. I, I like it. <laughs> uh, that. All that to say that Skulls of the Shogun is, is really fun, at least uh, the little we've played. So whenever we've had a chance to just play a game, we've really enjoyed it. And I hope it'll hold up on longer playthroughs and repeated playthroughs. It's almost like they it has need- asynchronous play, though, right? So even if it gets long, like pres- oh. let's pretend in some future you, you guys both have a Windows 8 phone. <laughs> or for the sake, it comes out to the iPhone. I, I well, that's the issue. Again. The async is best for, like, phones, and it's not going to be on any phone that either, either me or Mike has. I know, because that sounds great, though. You, like, you do a move, you come back later, you have a few games running at the same time, and that style of gameplay would be perfect for that. So I will probably pick up Windows 8 when it comes out, so I'll be able to get it on my PC, and I wouldn't mind popping in for some async terms there, but it'd be much more useful if it was on Steam so people I know who aren't getting Windows 8 could also get it. So Don't forget to download a few uh, flashlight apps for your Windows from the Windows uh, 8. Yeah, I know. It's very important to have flashlight apps on my PC. Yes, very important. Yeah. Have you been reading about Windows 8? Yeah. Would... Well, it's... Only... Uh... All the gamers are just I like... I always get the new oh, Windows. Oh, oh, oh. Man. I'm not getting anywhere near that. It's, it's not cool. What do, you, what do you mean by it's not cool? Well, the gamers are like the the. Are they uh, saying there's a frame rate hit or something? Well, there's frame rate issues. There's display issues because it's trying to spread across. There's um. Oh, I only have one like, monitor, so. This well, no, it's like it's trying to do virtual stuff too. It's like this is just not friendly. Oh, so it's like OS ten. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Great. Hey, there's the man of the hour. What the, do you got there? Oh. Oh, you got sharks. Did someone bite your book? Did a shark bite your book? That looks awesome. You should go read it. Yes, it's a shark book. That would be Tristan, everyone. Hey, Tristan. Welcome to the show. Welcome to... This concludes this episode of How to Be Father. How to Be Father. segment on the RPG cast. <laughs> yes. It's not going to bite me. It's a book. Uh, so... Me and Ed and uh, and Jason went. Not Jason. Excuse me, Josh. Jason. His Jason. name's Josh. Where did I get Jason from? Jason. Uh, or was it what? Doug? It was me and Ed and Doug. Maybe no. It was me and Doug and some. Uh, anyway, really late night. We tried out this uh, X-wing board game. You guys heard of this at all? It's no. a Star Wars X-wing board game. So it you was me and you and Doug. And Doug. Oh, so no Ed. <laughs> no, we forgot. What? Ascension. Well, I haven't gotten to that yet. Well, I was talking. Oh, okay. It was my turn to talk. Okay. <laughs> yeah, man. We're talking about to save your little bits for later. Well, here, 
Is this X-Wing board game? You guys hear about this? Yeah, this so- X-Wing will be fast. Um, so X-Wing, it's, it's, it's a miniatures game where you play as TIE Fighters or X-Wings, and they're going to add other ships like the Millennium Falcon and stuff, and it'll be to scale, so it'll be huge and dominating the, your table. So you can scare your friends with that with your Millennium Falcon, I guess. Anyway, so you, you play as little ships, you move around, you roll dice for combat, and it's a miniatures game. So that means it moves pretty slowly, in my opinion. And um, but if you Man, are looking, you, you haven't seen some of my Mechton Zeta combat sessions. Yeah, Ooh, also boy. pretty slow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's a, that's a, that's a common issue with miniatures game. It's all about strategy and setting it up, and it's the long play, and you you know you need to have snacks and and all that sort of stuff because it's a. You're getting together for a long game. Um, Can you finish a game in a night? uh, I think so, yeah. Actually, yes, you could. We didn't have that long. We only had like 40 minutes, and we were learning the rules at the same time. If we knew the rules and were pushing through, we could definitely definitely get through probably a couple games a night. Um, But it... You know, so we're zooming around asteroids and and declaring, are we going to turn left this turn? Are we going to turn right this turn? And am I going to, how far am I going to go? And then you all reveal your movements. And then after everybody moves around, you get to see, oh, now who can actually hit each other? And am I going to attack them or not? Or am I going to do something more defensive and all that sort of stuff? So you you do all that and then you should blow up the ships and that's it. And uh, that's out there if you like Star Wars games and like miniatures games. Um, It looks like, it doesn't feel like playing the old X-Wing versus TIE Fighter or anything like that uh, for us gamers out there who remember those games. But it does feel like, uh, but, you know, if you want some Star Wars and you're into miniatures, eh, it's there. Uh, Much more interesting to me, and I think to you as well, Michael, was uh, our first chance to play a card game that's been out for a while called Ascension. That was my transition. Ah. You guys, Ascension, so you guys hear about this game called Ascension, (laughs) this little man? (laughs) Michael, are you there? Oh, he disappeared. He must have muted. Something going on no, with this kid. Can I, can, I, can I kill some time until he comes back? Uh, sure, I could explain extension, or you All could right, kill go some ahead, time. Man. No, that's fine. No, 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 no. We're having fun, man. What do you want to? I just want to ask about? it because I had to step away while Anna was talking about Torchlight. I wanted to know if she mentioned any of the cool stuff she got from the Runic peoples. Uh, no, I don't think she did. I got- uh, they had the Torchlight Two soundtrack there, so I ran around with a marker and got it all autographed and gave it to Chris. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Who? So, who autographed it? Um, Wait, was, was Matt Ullman actually there? No, he's really oh. only in the office like a couple times a year. Yeah, we asked to have Wonder take it back and get it autographed by Ullman, but he, she was uh, like, mm, that "Not won't sure. Happen. Next time, I'm going to see him." All right. Cool. 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 Which really oh, makes what about me the shirts? sad. And the shirts turned out to be pretty awesome. The ones they were advertising yeah. on the website. Yeah, I ended up uh, wearing it home. It's just a super comfy yeah, shirt. Yeah, I, I, really I looked like at it. it and I said, that's actually a nice Torchlight 2 shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah, Mr. I hate Torchlight. This it's looks like, like the only nice Torchlight 2 shirt I've ever seen. All right, cool, cool. So, over, like, did the entire team make it out for the trip? Like, were there, like, how many people were in the booth hanging out? Um, I think they had about 15 Let me count total. signatures. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 signatures on here. Hmm. I don't know if Wonder's on here, but... Um... She is. And you can see Adam's signature really clearly, and yes. you can see can Max Schaefer's signature really clearly. Yep. So, and um, Travis signed. It's like a bunch of up and down lines. No no Ed Schaefer. So, no, overall, who? do you think that was like the most fun booth you spent you, uh, your time with? Yes, but All unbiased. Right. <laughs> Which is why you totally can't review that game. <laughs> I can't review anything right now. Oh come on! You're you're in the game for goodness sakes. 
like one of the pluses would be, I'm in the game. How are you in the game? What? No, my guild is mentioned in the game. Wait, aren't you an item in that game? Uh, not that I found, but if I am, that's totally sweet. Oh, I thought you were one of the, I, mean, I thought the most dedicated farmers got like little items in the game. Um, a bunch mm. of them did, but I mean, don't forget, we haven't seen the high level legendaries yet. Oh, of course. I mean, I could you be have like a level 80 high- legendary for all I know. As Chris would attest, if it's not legendary, it's not worth it, right? I don't know. It depends which game you're playing. <laughs> I'll say Anna's is legendary. Uh, depends what game you're playing. <laughs> you don't want to be a legendary in uh, Diablo 3 right now. Well, maybe now you do with the patch. But yeah. Cool, cool, cool. All yeah. right. So that's the yeah, torchlight. No, he's still not back. All right. So, so Ascension. Ascension is a deck building game. So if I've talked about Dominion in the past. Uh, this is a card game where you spend your turns... Uh, how do I even get into it? So you, you start off with just a, a handful of cards, and some of the cards are worth money, some of the cards are worth battle power. And you use those cards to either kill things or buy things. And the cards that you buy um, will go into your to your deck uh, that you are building, and and uh, they'll go the next time around your deck. Because you, you, uh, you have a little deck, you start out with 10 cards, you pull five off a per turn you spend or or attack with the cards in your hand then they all go in your discard and you pull the next five and then when they're done they go into a discard you shuffle and pull out a new five well as you buy cards your your deck that you're adding to uh you're putting those cards in your discard and it'll get bigger and bigger and bigger bigger became easier to shuffle and more new things will show up in your hand every turn because you've been buying them and adding to your deck so you're deciding what you're going to play with uh, and that's a, the basic concept of a deck building game so what ascension does a little different is uh, the play field is uh, there's a separate deck and this is the the game deck and it uh, five cards are pulled off the top of that and they come out in the middle and they might be things like artifacts that give you special abilities they may be things like monsters they may be allies that you can purchase and add to your to your deck and they can come out when you get them into your hand and they'll uh, join the, the t- they'll be on the table they'll stay on the table and they'll help you as you continue to fight uh, the against the the deck essentially and there'll be monsters in the deck too and so you use battle power to kill those monsters and you'll earn victory points and as you earn the victory points um, they you get little crystals that represent the victory points they go in a little pile in front of you as you kill cards, or excuse me, as you buy cards, they're worth victory points. You can see how much on each card. And so as you add them to the deck, you get more victory points. And so the whole game is actually about getting the most victory points. And you do that by buying certain cards, getting cards that give you abilities that can help you kill things more easily or give you more purchase power. And all this is towards buying more cards and killing things and earning victory points. And then when all the victory points are that are on the table, that, that's how you limit how long the game will be. There will be a set pile of victory points on the table. Um, and this is just the uh, victory points that apply to killing monsters. When those are all gone, you will count up how many victory points each player has. You'll go through all the cards and count the victory points that their cards are worth, total it all up, and see who has the most victory points, and they win. And it's it's a very dynamic game, and you get to respond to how your uh, your, your players are, are reacting, and it's really fun and really cool because uh, each game's very, very different. And unlike a collectible card game, you just pay once for the deck, and you're done. You, you buy the the box, and there might, there's an expansion. There's there's two base sets, uh, and there's an expansion for each base set. So that's how you can keep things fresh if you like this kind of game and want different cards. So you buy the base set, you play that for a while, buy the expansion, then you have even more cards. And uh, there's no there's no collectible card gaming tracking down special cards or anything like that. Um, and uh, yeah, and then 
you know, uh, you are collecting cards essentially just within the game. So it gives you that whole experience of building a deck and enjoying uh, the fruits of your labors all within one setting and for a fixed cost. If that makes sense. Uh, anyway, uh, it's fantasy-based, lots of monsters, uh, fun dynamics and uh, mechanics, and uh, enjoyed it. And Michael would tell you he liked it too, but he's not here. They also have an iOS version of Ascension, so you could play it on an iPad or an iPhone if you'd like to play with other people online and try it out. Uh, other than that, the the game I think is like 40 bucks if you want the actual the card game. And you could probably, actually you can find it for $28 on Amazon. So that's an option too. Whew. And uh, I think that that and Skulls were the two games I enjoyed playing the most at uh, at PAX. So Anna, we tried out a Wizards of the Coast game, didn't we? Oh, so you did get to see the Beamdog guys. Oh, we did. We uh we did play. Um, thank you for reminding me. We we uh I got to play Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition. Oh, cool. BGEE, cool. and uh, yeah, we met with one of the Beamdog folks. It was a uh, she's a QAer, right, Anna? Do you remember? Were you there? You weren't there. I was there. All right. She was there, and she's not a QAer. She's a programmer. No, she's on the team. I think her name yeah, is like she's actually, Corinda on the forums. Corinda. Yeah, she's one of the big people on the team, Chris. No, she said she did QA. No, I think I she's in charge this. of QA. Okay, because uh, she didn't. Okay, yeah, she didn't sound like a developer from the discussions we had with her. Um, anyway, so we, you know, she showed us the game, and um, she had a lot of pre-made parties. And uh, all I can tell you guys is it's Baldur's Gate, but we played it on the iPad, so that was cool. Because I don't know if they've shown off the iPad version much before. Well, not really. You're probably one of the first people to play it outside the office. So tell me a bit, a bit about it. How does it work? Um, it, it's actually very straightforward. Um, it, you know, your finger is used in place of the mouse. And uh, just like Baldur's Gate, you usually what you do is you click a formation button in the lower right. To, and then you start clicking on the screen where you want your people to walk to. You click on another person if you want to talk to them. You click on the dialogue choices, which was very actually clunky right now because it was hard to zoom in on a particular dialogue choice. But they said they're working on ways to actually fix that because they need to come up with something. Oh, yeah. Um, that UI is not even done yet. Yeah, it's, it totally isn't done. But that was the only part that was awkward, actually, because the rest of it was working fine. So you could hit a pause button, pause combat choose a spell ability for everyone you click on their portrait you click on the spell you want them to do you say where you want them to target it and then you unpause everything happens you could pause again you could just let it play out with auto attack scripts um if you know Baldur's gate you can set up you know kind of the priorities you want everyone to follow for auto attacking and it's just Baldur's gate you know you watch your things uh blow up all the enemies or uh you watch as they slaughter your party and then you load a recent save and do it again um all right two questions oh actually three questions did you try out the pinch to zoom because one of the new things that you can actually zoom in really close to the action and then zoom back out um i didn't try to zoom in too closely because um honestly you don't want to be too close in the action in Baldur's gate because you have to see what's going on so i i guess that didn't didn't even occur to me to try like like a town scene or anything you didn't get to check anything that like that out yeah i i don't recall seeing that um we're too busy dying i I just just one of the i was too busy dying i died a lot Okay. I was just asking about some of the new features they're talking yeah, about. Like, well, she showed us there. off the two new characters and their voice acting, which sound legit. They seem fully integrated to the game, just like yeah, any other character. That, wait, which two characters? They showed you the wild mage Nira and Rasad the monk? Yes. You know who Rasad is? No. That's Mike Mir. Who's Mike Mir? He's Commander Shepard. Oh, okay. I did not recognize yeah. Commander Shepard voice from what little we saw. Um, but yeah, that's him. That's pretty it cool. It wasn't... Wait, was he a monk? It was a guy getting attacked by assassins, so 
I guess it was Rashad. Chloe says Mark Mir. Chloe's apparently upset that I don't recognize Mark Mir. Okay. Uh, Tell Chloe to mind her own business. <laughs> uh, she's pop- popping up chat on my screen here. So let's see. Uh, we did a, you watched me die and they, then you sh- they showed me the new area, which um, the new areas look different than the other areas. And that's a dumb thing to say, but I mean, they, the way they're rendered, the backgrounds are rendered. It doesn't <clears> look like it was rendered in the same way that the other ones. They feel very smooth and, and kind of polished and, and with, within limitations of the game engine or whatever. Um, but it, it doesn't seem as, as it doesn't have the same feel as the rendering of the other ones, if that makes sense. So you know why? Why is that? Because they lost the original source art for the original game, and they're not gonna. So they just had to basically do sort of approximate what they uh, their new content for the. Well, yeah, that was the for the character. She mentioned that for the character models. I thought she had said that they had all the stuff for for the background. No, they lost everything. Okay, so they but the backgrounds tended to be actually rather high res to begin with. So that was that was helpful. Because um, uh, she mentioned that that the backgrounds were higher res already. Uh, but what I meant to say was the uh, the backgrounds. It just it still feels different. But eh, whatever. What, does it like bad different? Does it look terrible? Uh, it looks lower budget to me. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks more more indie simple tools rather than high end. Because she mentioned that the original renders for Baldur's Gate apparently they took like weeks to finish. Like for the <laughs> backgrounds, they just put in these big computers and let them generate terrain and just go 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 or something along those lines. And I don't know. I, I'm guessing they didn't do that here. It, you know, it. You're right. It's it's a minor complaint. It's kind of a dumb thing to complain about. It looks fine. You, you know, the 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 graphics are there, and you're on you're on your background, and you you won't care. Uh, and I was also kind of wondering if like the computers of yesteryear that took weeks and weeks were almost as strong as your iPad or something. You yeah, know? I know. That's that's the other thing. <laughs> Maybe they didn't need to take weeks now. <laughs> and. Uh, all right. So the uh, they showed us the the arena combat area where I died, and then she reloaded and said, "Well, here's one where <laughs> people actually everywhere you died." Well, but she gave me a party that had no spells. So that wait, the black pits. The, that's yeah, the new. That's content. the one. Yep, yep. The black pits, and uh, then she gave me a party that had spells. And you know, the problem with, with these died. things is, well, no, I I won that one. Um, oh, no, actually, I jibbed an enemy. I I I oh yeah, I chunked an enemy, and it wouldn't you. finish the battle. That was a bug that we actually hit, so that was fun. Um, that was fun. We yeah. like bugs. But the, the thing about Baldur's Gate is, like, it's about making your party, and, and, and you know, it's a role-playing game, and it's hard to just jump in and say, ooh, wow, amazing. Um, it's like, no, this gameplay I'm familiar with, and really um, the appeal of these things is hard to show in a demo because I, I, it's a story you got to work through. was just to say, like, hey, look, this is running on iPad, and you can see this yeah. running pretty well. And it worked great up. on iPad. Yeah, it was a great port on iPad. So if you're, so I was going to ask about the resolution. It's like, was that on the iPad 3 with the 2056 by whatever? Yeah, but it was uh, it was 1024 resolution. Okay. So, so the, then, no, it is I not. Sure I, asked, to... I asked specifically, is there, there going to be retina support? And she's like, not really, no. Or how well, did she answer? Like they can't. From what I understand, they're going to do it natively at the iPad resolution. Well, no, she said that they can't because they don't have the art assets. They can't re-render them. But they're just going to use a scaler based on what Trinoster is saying. Okay, well that's different than what she was telling me, um, which is fine because he probably would know more about the overall vision for that than she would. So, yeah. Yeah, because I did, I could actually. That's weird that you say it because I could find the exact Twitter Twitter quotes where people ask him on a daily basis what the resolution is. He said we're going to run natively at 
iPad resolution. Okay, well that's good to hear because that was not happening with this. All right. Um, the and portrait, finally, last question. And you only you, notice it really on the character models, but that's where it's really apparent that it's low res. But go ahead, sorry. What about the new UI, the like sort of blue dwarven thing that you got going? Which is a mix between the Baldur's Gate 1 UI and the Baldur's Gate 2 UI? Well, I was not familiar with the Baldur's Gate 1 UI. I never played Baldur's Gate 1. I'm only familiar with Baldur's Gate 2, and it, it felt very familiar to that to me. Cool. So I didn't, I didn't notice anything. The UI just worked. It was there, and it did what it needed to do. So I didn't notice anything special about it. Um, I don't know what you mean by blue. Like the color, how it's kind of blue shaded? No, it's just like a new UI they designed. It doesn't look like it's like uh, they took the Baldur's Gate 2 engine, but then they designed a new UI over it. Like sort of like this blue dwarven theme to it with gold and metal trim. Okay. Um, I don't know. It just I looks know. like Baldur's Gate UI to me. You got your, your right, menu stuff all. in the upper left. You got your portraits on the right. And you got spell selections and stuff on the bottom. I'm, I Yeah, I'm not sure what else there is. All right, cool. Yeah, that's all I want is wanted a little full report. But yeah, <laughs> because it, it plays well, so that iPad version is going to be pretty pretty compelling. Um, I think. So that's all I wanted to hear. People want a good port. I think they got one coming. Uh, all right, Baldur's Gate. That was important. Um, thank you for <laughs> reminding us about that one. What else did we, Michael? I was I told people about Ascension. Did you have anything you wanted to add on that? I don't know. I didn't hear what you said. So, um. Well, I explained how it worked and that we enjoyed playing it. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else to say about Ascension? I don't know. I don't know. We're probably going to do it for the uh, iOS stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mentioned yeah. the iOS, and the, we'll probably do that. But. Okay. I don't know. Uh, you probably covered everything. Um, okay. It was a lot of fun. Um, it was the first time I'd ever played a deck-building game, um, so that was new to me. And I like that actually better than the deck-collecting game, which was what, you know, I had only experienced magic, so... I like that better. I don't feel like you have to go out and buy every card or do a lot of trades or anything like that. It's a less micromanaging of your system to play a game that's probably just as fun as Magic. Okay. I'd have to, you know, I'd have to see over time how it held up, but I really like the first game. Yeah. I, and I think that one, having played a fair number of games of Dominion, that it, you know, that sort of stuff does hold up pretty well. Cool. Okay. Uh, anything else that you got to play? Um, I mean, I played some Mario Wii U, um, but, you know, I heard that's what everybody saw at E3. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was kind of the same game, except some idiot could kept putting blocks in my way, so I could Yep. <laughs> it's the trolling like, you know Mario Brothers. Gonna I'm just going to grab the Yoshi, and I'm going to fly at the top of the level, and I'm going to put blocks in my way, and then I don't care. So that's pretty much what I did. <laughs> The Yoshi is scary. I don't like Yoshis that turn into balloons. That's just wrong. Hmm. Um, but I mean, would I play that over the Mario I've been playing in my 3DS? No. I'd rather play the one in 3DS, so... I don't know. Maybe I'm not a team player anymore. Who knows? Well, no, I just don't think they've shown off much of appeal with that game. And really, at this point, they're getting pretty saturated on those new Super Mario concepts, aren't they? Yeah. Um... I just there's something about playing it on the Wii I don't like, and I think it's just you have to like you have to do weird things like shake controllers and you know it's like can I just play Mario or do I have to have all this weird stuff? <laughs> just my personal thought. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so like if you want that experience, you need a 3DS. Um, even the new 3DS one, maybe the 3D, uh, the first one, 
But the second one is it's still deformed. It's got uh, mega fireballs that turn crap into coins. It's got giant Mario smashing through stuff. It's got three million bazillion coins on every level. It's like it's still not the same. I mean, really, what I want is like Super Mario Brothers three two or something. You know, I just want that. I want the old school stuff remastered for like higher reses and, and then like just give me the same stuff. That's what I want. I don't get it. So I just kind of look for what's closest. All right, Anna, did you play anything else at PAX we haven't talked about yet? Um, oh, what was the name of that Zelda clone? I don't Man. know. Dark Siders? Deliver Drop? Delver's Drop. So nope. basically, you know how the dungeons look in Link to the Past, where it's like a square room, and you touch the door, and it moves into the next room, which is also square? This is sort of like that. Okay. And that's the focus. So it's going to have three close, three classes. You can be a rogue or a warrior or... Which, by um, the way, the Link to the Past dungeons don't actually look like that. That's more like regular Zelda dungeons, but okay. Link to Thank the Past you, is the oldest Zelda game I've played. Okay, because Link to the Past was actually kind of different in its, dun- in its room design, but... Right. Okay. That was what but it's that it sort of out. Zelda yeah. idea where it's like a square room and you touch the door, you go into the next square yes. room. Yes, yes. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so Rogue Warrior and some sort of magic caster that they haven't finalized yet. And, um, yeah, it's you smack enemies, they smack you back, hearts are divided into five parts. Now, the interesting thing is is that there's always sort of a sense of urgency as you go through the levels um, because... There are destructible environments, so like boxes and rocks and stuff. And if the enemies touch it before you do, they destroy it. Okay. Which actually becomes relevant when you start getting into the puzzle rooms. Because it's like, I need to move that rock onto that switch, and that's going to be what opens the door to the next level. But I, have to get to, but I have to get to the rock or kill the enemy before they touch the rock. Cool. So it was super, super new. Um, they thought they were going to have four months of development before PAX. They had about four weeks. So did they show any of the RPG elements? Not yet. Okay. They, but I they mean, say they're coming? Right. They're going to be there. Because, I mean, there's going to be levels and stuff that are associated oh, with okay. the characters. Right. Yeah, Some like sort talk, of growth class system. system. Yeah. That's what I was talking about, where the, you have the warrior and the rogue and the magic caster. Nice. And you choose to play one of them. And... Um, Whatever sort of character progression you have stays with that particular character. But beyond that, they weren't ready to go into a whole ton of details. I mean, if they can avoid the moniker of Zelda clone too badly, I think that they'll do well. Because I think oh, that you, it's sort you of that be cool idea. Huh? Yeah, I do. All right. All I they have know. to say, this is Zelda, but it's actually an RPG this time. <laughs> that, that should work I remember, well. Uh, what was that name? The pixel game where you made little pixel people. That was a straight up two D Zelda. Oh, three D three D dog game heroes. Yeah, that one wore Zelda heritage on its sleeve, and so did Darksiders, and they were like rewarded for it. People loved it. Well, that, that that was more. Um, well, the, the, they were. Here's uh, the reason I you can't... want to wear Zelda clo- clone on your screen sleeve right now is because Darksiders two is out. And people already have that as a very good Zelda clone option. So you kind of want to be a little different. But this game's not even close to being done, so it doesn't matter. Because by the time this thing actually comes out, people will probably be fine with the concept of of a Zelda clone. See, I'm 
confused because everything I've seen so far by Darksiders 2 looks nothing like Zelda. That's no, okay. You should you should play it. I just watch commercials. You should you should play it. <laughs> they showed this guy jumping on things and stabbing things. And yeah, I'm like, that's not Zelda. You should you should play it. Neither was Okami at first glance. Okami still. I mean, you didn't realize it was a Zelda clone until you played it's it. It's not really a Zelda clone. It's just a platformer with RPG elements. That's not a Zelda clone. Um, you have more ability. You have different. You have uh, separate attack modes. You have. Um, yeah, that's not a Zelda clone. It's an action adventure with items, just like Zelda. And XP and levels and abilities and choices and painting. No, I'm sorry, that's painting. not Zelda. It doesn't have levels. Does too? What kind of really? Like God of War style levels or like real hardcore RPG? No, like levels? you gain your levels where you get the skill points and stuff to put in your abilities. Okay. That's not Zelda. It's not pieces of heart. I, th I think those are fixings on top of a Zelda core. Oh. This is like this is, oh my god! This is like when people call dungeon crawlers roguelikes now, and I'm like, you know, don't even know what a roguelike is. <laughs> Well, <clears throat> honestly, people are so removed from the original Rogue. Most people don't know what roguelikes are. Yeah, well, I know, but it makes me sad. Well, dungeon crawlers is a very vague term right now, too. So, Well, okay, random dungeon crawlers. Okay. Because uh, people call Diablo-type games dungeon crawlers as well, and those are well, nothing are. to do with roguelikes. Right, but they don't call them roguelikes. They just call them dungeon crawlers, which I'll accept, but they're not... Yeah, yeah whatever. Whatever. Man, when did the original Rogue come out? Just for some perspective. Wasn't that on the Atari? I, I, I no, don't even know. Oh, that was the PC. PC. No, it was DOS. With, yeah, that was, that was old, old school. Did somebody port it to Atari? Because I think I've seen it on Atari. <laughs> you sure it just wasn't adventure? <laughs> not really the same thing. Yeah, yeah, I can't see Rogue on the Atari because well, it's just how... It, it published like, 1986 you had letters Rogue for Atari ST. My and man, man, I was one a, years old when that came out. Say what? He was one when that came out. Okay, but ST, but not like the twenty six hundred or something, right? And it's got it's very graphical actually. It's got what? colors and stuff. Yeah. Oh, do, they do, added do, some yeah, VGA stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You should look at Rogue Atari. All right, anyway. That's just wrong. <laughs> it should just be one color with letters and well, sometimes they, they just play NetHack is what you should do. No. No, you don't no. like that. No. NetHack was too much. You too had much. The pets, okay. You had the thing, and you—it's uh, just the old-fashioned rogue. Just you, and twenty-six floors of death. That's all you need. What was the funny one that just came out recently? Well, there's a couple. That Dungeons of Dreadmore is a roguelike, right? Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's a roguelike in the same that. Uh, why do I always forget that Sega one? Hmm. Oh, shoot. Uh, it starts with an S. Okay. S. S Slytherin. I want to say Schlitzler. Are you really, really going to do that? Slippity. Slippy. <laughs> Slippy. Do a barrel roll. <laughs> oh, oh, that's the other one that I was looking for. Desktop Dungeons. What was that? That's a, that's a roguelike, but it's, it's, it's more newer and, and cool. And you can go to desktopdungeons.net and try it out and play the beta and stuff. There's a free version. And, the, and it's actually and really you, fun. And then you'd be happy? Yeah, then you'd be happy. And they, not only, they, have, a, they have a paid version that's being souped up and that's they've been working on for over a year. And they've got the free version that you can play right now and just enjoy it. 
what's nice about that is that there's like a map Ooh, that you just clear out the map anyway so desktop dungeons is cool so i'm gonna plug that and get back to on topic of talking about games we've played i think we're done with packs right um sure we did a lot of uh friend tagging on our 3ds's oh my passing. god did we do, like i didn't Hundreds. think i'd actually get all the puzzles but, yeah, but we got all the we got all the puzzles we all got all the puzzles yeah. until the oh. next puzzle comes up yeah right but so that's okay because we don't care anymore yes <laughs> <laughs> heading to packs i tried out final fantasy dimensions on the ipad mm-hmm um, and unfortunately, <laughs> the first day that it came out, which is when I got it, they had a little issue where you couldn't buy any of the chapters. So all I've played, because I haven't had time to get back into it since I got back, uh, is uh, is the prologue. And it feels like um, a very basic uh, gen- general uh, Final Fantasy for mobile. And it, uh, you know, it, it's doing its thing. And... Um, yeah, you know, it's got a story. It has stuff going on. You have a job system and stuff that I couldn't even unlock because you have to get into Chapter 1 before you get that, which is kind of weird for the demo, but whatever. And, uh, yeah, it's it's very basic Final Fantasy. The writing is, is okay. It's not awful, but it's nothing super interesting. The graphics um, t- kind of alternate between oh this is kind of classic styling to well this is actually they were kind of lazy with the animations here they could have done some more and uh the battle system's nice because they let you uh they let you set up auto attacks and stuff so if you're grinding and trying to just uh get get money so you can buy your next round of equipment which is one of my favorite things to do in a Final fantasy game is just run around the town in a circle till i get enough gold to buy new armor and then then That's i can it. be strong yes i like doing that I really miss like not. I really miss not being able to do that in like thirteen and 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 other games. Um, what? So yeah, that's you one want of to run around I, town and make money. No, around like literally around the town, outside the town on the map. Oh yeah. So you want well thirteen two you could. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and that helps. I like that. Okay, I hate that. I mean, that's the one thing that I like. When old school Dragon Quest was. Oh, I need gold. I sure hope I run into some goldmen on my way running around in circles, and I'll just walk this plane of grass. You know, that was the boring well, part. Well, it just needs to. Know, it needs to be the right amount of grinding. Like I put in a little bit of effort. My characters now have the right equipment. I feel ready to go take on the tasks set before me, rather than you know, oh, I need to grind for five hours. You know, there's there's a difference there. You wouldn't grind for five hours if you actually found the. Um, <sighs> if you found the. I gold felt man. like there was too much. You had to know where to go already in Dragon Quest. Yes, that's why they gave you a map in the box. That says, here's the Goldman? Yes. Okay, well, I'm not talking about original Dragon Quest, because I didn't play that. <laughs> they actually did. They're like, right. there's monsters here, monsters here, and there's Goldman here. And I'm like, I want to go there. I didn't play that one. Because they had the monsters and map on the front, or they had the where the monsters were on the map on the front, and you flipped it over, all the monsters, what they dropped were on the back. Oh, that's nice. That's like a Final Fantasy 1. Except they didn't yes, tell you where they, the monsters were. Yeah, did they? well... I don't know. That map you know. is in such bad shape. I don't. I don't even want to try opening it right now. <laughs> Fair oh, enough. Final Fantasy I, uh, One maps. I had the bright idea to completely cover mine in clear tape, so oh. it has absolutely zero collector's value. But it's all in one piece, and it looks great. Wait, what do you mean by cover it in clear tape? So like well, you, you self laminated how... it with packing yeah. tape? Yeah. Okay, not like a, a bazillion peaches of scotch tape. No. Okay. No, no. This is yeah, like so clear. You clear nice packing tape okay i did the dumb thing and i made a poster wall 
of Ooh. all my old Nintendo maps and stuff. Oh, but you only get one side of them then. That was part of the dumb thing. The other thing was that I left it at home 15 <laughs> years ago. Oh, oops. So it might still be there. And whoever owns that house now? Um, it's not for sale yet. I might still find a way to go back to Utah and get it. Who knows? But I can't imagine that a paper wall, you know, because the posters just taped together. They went like, oh, cover. you, you literally just taped them together and hung them on your wall? Like, yeah, like a big giant poster. Wow. I can't imagine that that is actually intact anymore. Mm-hmm. Just the paper degrading over time. So I kind of feel dumb. That's okay. Oh, and I here's the other thing about this this dimensions. Number one, the full game costs twenty nine dollars if you buy it all in one chunk, or thirty three if you buy the chunks individually. Um, but I like how they're like, a, and you should just buy it and try it. And I'm like, well, that, that is a more. yeah, that is a hard sell uh, in this market. Um, but it is less than people had to pay in Japan. So Square Enix uh, US was saying, guys, I know this sounds high, but trust me, it's a lot better than what is what it was in Japan. It's like okay. I don't know if that, that makes it okay. See, um, Japanese were dumber than you. It's okay well, now. Well, would we accept that? But if it was a 3DS game and was $33, $35, we wouldn't even, you know, like, we'd just be saying, okay, that's the and game. That's a, yeah, that was my argument on the forum. It's like, if it's a Final Fantasy and it's new and I like it and I would drop 35 bucks on, on a DS, of course I'd buy it on the phone. Yeah, but I don't the care. Problem, yeah, except we know that it's a port from Japanese cell phones. We know it's an older Final Fantasy. But if they made one in the tone of Final Fantasy V, would you buy it? Um, like the same style, the same music, the same kind of gameplay, but a different that's game, not a what new this story? Is. That's not what this if is. If it was. Yes, of course. Yeah, Happily. so I'm like, but I'm not... I, I'm not feeling the $35 final, new version of Final Fantasy V thing from this, you know? Right, and that's what I'm saying. If it was, then I wouldn't care how much, you know, if it was 30 bucks on the phone, I wouldn't care. But it's not. It's yeah. a This is a, a, this cheaper... is a hard sell. Uh, but yep. what's one thing that the prologue teases you, and since I don't have chapter one yet, so I can't tell you how, how this works out, it seems like there's multiple parties that you get to interact with. Um, oh. And, like, there was, like, three different factions that all collide with each other at the end of the prologue, and I wasn't expecting that. And that might be a nice twist for the story, but I don't know... Um, I really should play chapter one and see if the story is actually any good. You should. It's only three dollars to try chapter one. <laughs> Tell us if it's any good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so basically, so are you going to buy into this the whole thing, the thirty dollars? I will probably buy chapter one and see if it holds my interest. Wait, iPhone or iPad? I'm playing on iPad. It is universal. Since what? What they actually changed it? It has always been a universal app. No, why are they charging? They... Dimensions is a universal app. I thought they said originally it wasn't going to be universal. Dimensions is like... a universal app. Yeah, I know, but we're okay. still asking you. We thought it wasn't at first because there was a big announcement about that. Is there a separate iPhone version? No, it's Dimensions is a universal app. I don't know what you're referring to because it's, it's, it's a universal app. They didn't <laughs> no, say anything is what happened. About, uh, Everyone thought it would be separate. Everyone thought it would be separate. Because that's what they do all the time, but the, it came out and it's universal. Okay, so they actually do know what that technology is. They're just they double do. dipping on on Kingdom Hearts. Uh, not Kingdom Hearts. Uh, the world ends with you. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, like, that I, one I, is separate. That's twenty bucks versus like eighteen bucks or whatever iPad versus iPhone. And I I still have to wonder. I, I think the only thing that thing adds is a teaser about the sequel. Um. And to say that there's anything 
to buy the world ends with you on a system that doesn't have both control methods seems weird um, to me. Because people who don't like both control methods think the iPhone version is awesome because okay. the AI for your partner is much smarter. Okay. Because I, I thought the whole point of that game was having to manage both battle systems at once or whatever. I didn't. Okay. So I'd be fine with the phone. Well, port. I didn't play it and you did, so you would know. I just wanted to see. I, I had the flaw where they told me, hey, your stuff grows if you don't play. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I didn't play, and then I never went back to it. Oh. So I, I that, played like three that, days. That doesn't mean don't play for uh, um, a year. Well, the, no. The pro- yeah, the problem was is like they're like, if you, play for, if you play and you wait a day, then your stuff grows this much. But if you wait like a week, it grows really big. I'm like, okay, I'll play in a week. And then I never did. Hmm. So should I play The World Ends With You? That That's one of our stories this week. The World Ends With You finally came out on iPad, iPhone. Should I play that on iPad, iPhone? Is that better? Do we know? I, you don't know if you don't like the other controls, so... Well, do most people not like them? If most people no, like... No, no, there's play, lots of people that like love them. them. I mean, it's... But it's a divisive issue. If you don't like the controls, then right. some of the game enjoyment is lost well, you. On own you. the game, right? I'll just play yours. Yes. Don't there you like go. Bring it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was easy. He'll never play it. It's okay. Also, Bastion is out on the iPad. And I think that's iPad only. How does iPad that play only. on the iPad, I wonder? I don't know. I, I, Very walk- well, based on what everyone's saying. Okay. It's only five bucks, too. Um, is- there's two control methods. You can use, like, a virtual joystick method, method if you want to play, like, the game originally played. Otherwise, it's, uh, you tap where you want the kid to go. You hold your finger, and it'll run to that direction. And you can double tap in a direction, and it'll quickly uh, jump to that play. He'll do a dodge roll in that direction and he auto attacks whenever he's in range of an enemy. And then you can you still have buttons to Oh, uh, so they auto attack. Yeah. And oh. special attack. That would be how they solve that. Okay. Yeah, I'd be really worried about some of the harder levels with without nice precise controls, but People seem to be loving it. It's been getting great reviews all around. Excellent. Yeah, it's a great uh, buzz on Twitter. Yeah. Let's see what's its rating on the App Store. 5 stars. Wow. Very good ratings on the App Store. <laughs> nice. Uh, let's see. What else did I play? Plants vs. Zombies has a pinball table now. And I got that on Zen Pinball 2, which also came out like within the last week or two. And so that is... Uh, I've been, I played a little bit that, that last night and today, and I'm really liking it. Um, it's a very well done table. It's only three bucks. Highly recommend it. Um, it's Plant vs. Zombies. It's got the music. It's got the sound effects. You've got zombies and vegetables all over your pinball when table. When you lose your ball, it goes, no. Yes. Just like uh, when a zombie gets into your house in the game. It's great. And um, I want to talk a little bit about Guild Wars 2 because that is out. And uh, I have to say, because we haven't had a chance to say on the podcast yet, that game is fantastic really really enjoying guild wars 2 i'm loving the way it controls um or loving the way it plays and what you get to do in that game so uh how do i summarize guild wars 2 for people people have to care does anyone care about guild wars 2 um i don't know how to say this no no nobody cares about guild wars 2 all right the people who cared about guild wars 2 are playing and the people who don't john you're playing it right I'm playing it right now. What are you thinking? You enjoying yourself? Yeah, I'm enjoying That would be myself. why he's muted. Yeah, and Anna, you're, you're liking it with me, right? Yeah, it's like, 
you went into Star Wars Old Republic with a certain expectation of like story and world and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, that's cool, but I'm not, it's not doing it for me because I'm not digging the lore. And then I go into Guild Wars 2 and I'm like, yes. Yeah. Uh, and so Anna and I are playing Asura. And they're like this short little cocky race that's all about intelligence and building machines. And, you know, of course, that means machines break down a lot, but they're very, you they're very smart what I'm people. thinking, Pinky? Yes, exactly. And their hubris and pride and stuff just works well into the story missions that you're doing there. It's very fun to read, very fun to deal with. Um, they, so I love their starting area and I love their, their race. Uh, it's the animations are beautiful. And I love, I, I really like the combat system. Um, it's very simple, but uh, you do get to run around and, and try so many different weapons. And there's so many different weapons in this game. And you get to ch- deal with almost all of them, uh, especially me. I'm a warrior, so I, I get definitely a lot of... You get everything. I get everything, everything. And you guys get a lot of things still, even if you're not a warrior. Um, Actually, the only, the only one I found that doesn't quite make sense to me is um, rangers can use uh, spear guns underwater but can't use rifles. Yeah, whatever. Well, because it's It's a little weird. You can't use a rifle underwater. No, no, no. As in, they use spear guns underwater, but they can't use rifles, which is functionally a similar weapon. Yeah. All right. So here's how weapons work in Guild Wars. You find a weapon, you equip it, and you start out with one skill. You pound that skill for a while, you learn a second skill. You pound on that one skill for a while, you learn a third skill. And this goes on until you get all five skills. And then you've, you've unlocked all the skills for that weapon, and feel free to switch at will. Try and start learning another weapon or enjoy that weapon. You can dual wield. And you can get the first three skills from one weapon and the last two skills from another weapon, or, or two skills from another weapon, uh, depending on which is on your primary hand and which is on your, your secondary hand. So you can combine skills from weapons. And so that makes for a ton of combinations. And then you go underwater and find out there's a whole other set of weapons that only apply to underwater. So when you're underwater, it really, it, instead of making going underwater kind of a, oh, I have to go underwater for this quest, it's like, oh, this is a totally different system that I get to interact with only when I'm underwater. So it's a very clever way, in my opinion, of keeping the underwater experience fresh. So, uh, yeah, I'm really, uh, really liking the, the weapon system and, and, and the combat system in that game. Uh, I kind of wish there were more things to unlock as far as weapon skills. You kind of finish that off pretty early before you're level 15, really. But uh, it's it's a good way of keeping the early levels uh, interesting and always something new to do while you're learning your character and don't really know what the hell you're doing. Um, and it, it encourages you to try out all the different combat skills and put things together. Um, and then, of course, as you're doing that and leveling up your character, you get skill points. And then you get to take those skill points and unlock specific support skills that you want to customize your character with. And you can unlock all of them, but it'll take a lot of work in the world of not only leveling up, but also doing all these bonus skill challenges in the world. And by the way, the world is full of stuff to do. Like, every five feet you walk, there's another pop world quest going on with like 50 people all helping out. Hey, let's go do this thing that's going on right now. And it just it just started. Just join in and you get a reward. And you don't even have to go find the dude to get the quest. It's like, hey, this is going on. Go help out. And, and, and you participate and you get rewarded for participation. And then there's other things where you get to go climb on top of buildings and unlock vistas and... So like you need to just go find this one spot. You know on your map, it's around here somewhere. You just need to search for how to jump around and find the high spot in the building. So it's rewarding you for platforming and exploring inside an MMO. Oh my gosh, what a good idea. And 
in addition to that that you've got general exploration experience like just find these interesting areas to go foom just check them off as you get it and then between that and and finding all the teleport points and the the platform to find the unique uh vistas and stuff uh you do all that together and you complete a map and then you get a big treasure chest for completing and finding all the areas on the map so it's like actually encouraging you to walk around the world and then while you're doing that you got all the quests going on don't forget the jumping puzzles chris don't forget the jumping puzzles that's the vistas are the jumping puzzles no 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 there are actually also hidden jumping puzzles Uh, well what are those ones with actual ones with actual chests at the end oh i didn't know those i haven't found those they're not marked on the map that's oh no oh yeah lion's arch has three i haven't made it to lion's arch yet yeah well lion's arch is really easy to get to just go to the there's an Asura gate that takes you straight there. Sure, okay. it's in a level 20 to 30 area, but the city itself is completely safe. Okay. And you can and you can go do all of the jump puzzles there. All three of them. Oh, sweet. Get some loot. I should do that. So. I should do that. Uh, anyway, you I'm, probably should. I'm not even... What am I, 16 in that game or whatever? I haven't left the starting zone. I feel no reason to leave the starting zone because I'm just having a good time running around doing everything and experiencing the story quests. I'm loving it. I'm um, having a lot of fun. Anna, you joined in. You said you were having fun. I don't know. Do you guys have anything to add? I'm enjoying it. I just love the fact that no matter what you do, you're not penalized for doing it. So uh, if you attack a mob, everybody who attacks it gets loot. Um, when you when you um, search a resource node, it disappears in your world, but it stays in everybody else's. I just like how it encourages cooperative play and less douchebaggery. All right, well, we got a lot of stuff to get through today, so I guess we'll just kind of leave that for Guild Wars 2 for the now. Um, Anna, do you, you have some iPhone wait, games wait, to play? Oh, yeah. So the big deal I've been hearing is <clears throat> those are all the selling points for Guild Wars 2. Is there is there a story? I yeah. mean, yes. Yeah. You get a personalized story, actually. You, you a personalized story. Yeah. Yeah, they, because uh, me and Chris are playing two different classes. So even though we're the same race... Our storylines uh, have actually the, completely diverged. No, 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 that's not, not a personalized story. story. Anyway. The storyline's not determined by class, but rather the selections you make during uh, character creation. There's a kind of, oh, like, Oh, that explains it. Yeah, you get to choose um, who your mentor so for, was. So you are, by your choices in those, uh, what is it, like five questions, that is how you are personalizing yeah. your story. And they give you a summary of your background before you even hit go and create your character. So it's a personalized story, but you know, there's only so many permutations of it. So it's slightly personalized and you can actually, that way you can experience a different story just by starting, even if you start the same character of the same race of the same class, you'll have a different story the next time through. Uh, the amusing is, mm. I, uh, my, my main is a human and uh, if two of the three, uh, there is one where I think you, you kind of pick a sort of character backstory slash motivation question in the human one. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't like the two sort of slightly angsty options, which is, um, your, I think the question is, what's your, what was your biggest regret in life? And there's one of them is you don't know your parents. One of them is your sister was murdered by centaurs and you're pissed off. And if you think those two are too angsty for you, the last one is you regret joining the circus. <laughs> I love it. And they will, and, and the story does actually kind of like, you know, go through that. That's great. Why did it's I? It's kind of interesting because I talked to uh, one of the NCSoft guys. He's like, you know, so what did you think of Guild Wars Two? And I was like, well, I wasn't really impressed from the demo and stuff. He says, yeah, I don't know why we decided to demo humans. 
Yeah, it's, well, so that's a the weird thing. I was telling you, Michael, that I, in my opinion, the two classes, the races to start with are the Asura or the Char, the non-human classes, because mm-hmm. they're just so different and they feel interesting. Because um, mm-hmm. everything I've seen of, of like videos of people playing the human areas just looks dead boring. But then I heard really inter- that people really enjoyed the human starting area, which starts out with like some sort of centaur um, invasion or something like that going on. Yeah, followed by fighting a gigantic Earth elemental, and that's before you hit level two. <laughs> Nice. Um, so I don't know how if that continues on as you get up to 20 or whatever, but uh, I do know that the Asura area, for me, is interesting the whole way through so far. So. Well, because of how the world is constructed, it means that um, each, cause each of the five racial cities are right next to the starting area. Each of them has a Asura gate that leads to the Lion's Arch, and um, if you go through the Asura gate to Lion's Arch, you, you arrive on a gate plaza that has gates to the other four cities. So you can go so play a different area. Get, yeah. So basically, if you get bored of your own starting area, you can just go to somebody else's. Yeah, and go explore the map over there, which is super fun. It's a, okay. it's a game that rewards exploration. It rewards you for helping everybody. Whenever you attack an enemy, even if someone else is already attacking it, you still get loot. Like, you are rewarded for helping. Just go out and, enjoy, and, and, and hit the world. Just get into it. And, and I love and that. And we've confirmed that it does not cut down on their loot? Yeah. No, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't cut down on the XP either. They well, want I figure XP is proportional to what you do. No, no, no. You just gain fully XP. What? Yeah. Okay, that can be so easily because it's just like, well, I just what, go hit everything What's it once. matter? What does it matter? It doesn't matter. Well, I didn't you're have to just, work very hard to level up. Who there. cares? I mean, I can see people you, exploiting It's about it. having fun, not working hard. You want to work hard oh and play Terra. <laughs> or or I, something I don't understand. grindy. <laughs> what? You don't understand? I don't understand, why, I don't understand why people don't think that that can't be exploitable and why that makes it a bad idea. I, because it's, I played it and it's a good idea. It's fun. It's just a different well, actually, game philosophy. Generally, yeah. Well, generally, uh, one of the things that you probably will notice anyway, uh, and that's for the people playing it, is that monster kills don't generally give you a lot of EXP per kill. It's the most the the, the the ways to earn like proper chunks of EXP are exploring the world, um, completing your class story completing, stuff, completing in the quests and the events and the storyline stuff. Yeah. Actual like mob kills don't grant a lot of experience points right. per kill. Not unless you're under experience points buffs, which are quite rare. I, I guess I don't understand why you're focusing on little things like what about the balance of the XP share system instead of just whether or not the game's fun to play. Because that, that's the important part for me. I, I, I don't know why the other stuff matters. Well, so far the only fun part I've heard is that you get to explore. I'm like, okay, but... Well, I don't, I don't know. know. I think we've told you that every single part of the... All right, well, whatever. <laughs> You're not right. into it. It's not your thing. So let's let's move on. Um, yeah, I don't the know. whole game is fun in every aspect, one, but I don't want one, one, whatever, same same old crap on every other attack system. Okay. And that's yes, boring. it doesn't have yeah. Terra's combat system. I'm sorry. Most games don't. <laughs> Most games. That's the weird thing is every MMO I saw now does. No, they don't. All the ones coming do. So that's like kind of interesting. Uh, Wildstar and Raiders both do. Actually, um, I'm just, bit, um, just overhearing some you. stuff on my guild chat, actually. Um, apparently, craft, if you craft a, your profession up to uh, the maximum current level, which is 400, yeah. uh, the EXP granted to you will be, give you about 10 levels or so. Yeah, people um, are PVEing up to 60 and then crafting up to 80. That's like how the first guy yeah. did it. 
Yeah. But it is also possible to switch professions without losing your progress yes. in other professions. Really which like basically that. means that in theory, because there are eight crafting professions, it would actually be possible to craft to 80 if you had the materials. Mm, that's nice. If you had if, the materials. Yeah, if you had the materials. I don't know where you'd get them from. So, Endgame in Guild Wars 2 is crafting? Oh. I didn't. I've. I haven't gotten into Endgame. I have no idea what Endgame's like. I don't you just care. Said Sixty to eighty is crafting. It doesn't matter. The game is fun. The leveling is fun. Leveling's never fun for me. Doesn't that say something? Well, it means you've never really understood what an MMO is, but that's okay. Bull crap. No, <laughs> it means you, it's eleven had really argument. crappy like, leveling. You like Endgame? I'm yeah. like, you have to get to Endgame first. You're like, oh, that's a boring part. And I'm yeah. Like, oh man. That's the well, whole the thing is, Guild Wars 2 doesn't really have that much of a developed endgame, from what yeah. I hear. But, but no, the, I mean, the rest I of the game of is actually fun. <laughs> so this like, game has been out for, what, a week? Yeah. Two? Yeah. I love it. Two weeks. Yeah, so I'm enjoying it a lot, and um, it's one of those games where, hey, the actual game is fun, so I don't have to worry about just getting to endgame. So, I love it. All right, let's move on. Uh, Anna... You have some iPhone games you need to throw out quick. What do you got? Uh, she disappeared. Okay. Oops, sorry. I didn't realize I was muted. Um, I've been playing the Saturday morning RPG. I finished episode one and I was like, hmm, I hope episode two is better. It's like better within the first 15 minutes. It okay. wasn't bad, but it's definitely improved. Okay. Um, Puzzlecraft I've been playing, which is like a match three with build stuff and resources and Yeah, here um, it's really it's, good if you're into puzzle quest and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like what I wish Puzzle Quest was. That, I've that's, been that's playing pretty good. <laughs> I've been playing lots of theater them because I was getting black notes, chaos notes while I was at PAX and I hate the um there's no way to organize your chaos notes and you can get duplicates and it sucks so i'm gonna have to spend some time cleaning that up playing lots of league of legends and guild wars 2 and All that's right. it sweet manny what you been playing i am still detecting and i'm still touching naked naked dead ladies and <laughs> moving their hands back and forth la noir back and forth back, <laughs> back and, and forth, forth. Until something vibrates. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that means, you know, I'm basically still playing a little bit of L.A. Noir. Um, the only new edition I have is uh, Amazon recently had a sale on the Mortal Kombat Complete Edition, which has all the DLC, all the costumes, plus it includes music inspired by the fighters, the Mortal Kombat soundtrack, which has a few Skrillex dubstep Mortal Kombat inspired tracks. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and it also comes with the digital download of Mortal Kombat, the 1995 movie. Ah, nice. So it was like $20. The good one. So if anyone wants to play some Mortal Kombat, let me know. Which system? Um, I think the deal was only on 360, and I had no problem with that. And I don't really like Kratos very much, so okay. I didn't mind missing out on him. I don't know. I just don't like Kratos. Everywhere he goes, he's just yelling. He's, he's got anger issues. He does. Cool. Right. John doesn't have anger issues. Did you have anything uh, else to talk about other than Guild Wars 2? Uh, wait, I mean, let me just look at the outline. What else did I say? You, I was you put Team Fortress 2 in World of Warcraft, so I presume oh, okay. there wasn't much. Um, Team Fortress 2, uh, well, nothing really much to report on that front other than the fact that I managed to get David into it, so I've just been playing quite a lot of it recently. Yeah. Um, and World of Warcraft, well, it really depends on whether we want to talk new patch or not. Um, what is there to talk about new patch? You got new talents, well, right? Well, the two. 
Uh, well, the, the 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 patch they most recently released, five point zero point four, is effectively the uh, the pre-patch for Mr. Pandaria. So the new talent system has gone live. Mm-hmm. Um, to the rage of many, yep. uh, the your mounts and mini pets are now account wide. Nice, you get to share all those with between the exception, your characters. With the exception, I think, of a couple of PvP mounts. Okay, I think that's it. Yeah. Anything faction specific. Okay. Obviously. Um, And, oh god. Um, Yeah, and a a lot of the achievements are now account-wide as well. Oh, that's nice. Get credit for the player rather than the character. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I think, for example, um, while the, say, the rep grind achievements that are account-wide, you still need to have the reputation on a character to buy things from that particular vendor. But the, the achievement itself is nice to have just as a thing. It also does lead to weird things as having, um, like, uh, high-level raid achievements on alts. <laughs> nice. Um, so you, can over, think... you no longer can le- link the achievement to prove that you know how to do a raid. Yeah. Or, you know, have, a, have your level 30 major, uh, major alt have a, you know, the Lich King title or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Um, I think that's actually pretty much it. Uh, the, no the pandas game, the yet, right? Pe- like, say, for example, the the the, the uh, pet battle system hasn't gone live. That's not going live until the uh, the, the expansion, expansion packets. Yep. Um, I think the only major cha- other change that they've done is uh, the Scarlet Monastery revamp has gone in for low level characters as well. Okay. Um, Yay! All right. Um, the Theramore, the Theramore event isn't up yet. Apparently, that's not going up for the a little Theramore while. The Theramore event. Oh, is that a pre-pat? Is that a pre-expansion event? Yeah, that's it's gonna the happen? pre-patch world event where okay. Theramore gets blown up. Oh, sweet! I'll have to check that out. That's about it. All right. Uh, I think I'm gonna get into that this afternoon. We probably have a raid, Anna. So, to check on that. Uh, let's see. All right. We're already way behind on time, so let's speed through the feedback. A uh, question from Francesco, who included their pronunciation. Thank you, Francesco. Wants to know a good Castlevania game to play. They've been recommended Castlevania Symphony of the Night and Castlevania Dirge of Cerberus before. Are any of these titles good? I don't think Dirge of... Is that actually a Castlevania title? Ca- Dirge of Cerberus? I think that was a Final Fantasy title. No, it's a Final Fantasy game. Yeah. All right. So, I don't know what they meant. Oh. Yeah, Circle the Moon, maybe they meant? I don't know. Curse of Darkness. All right. Anyone got recommendations? Best best Castlevania? Symph- um, I don't yeah. play Castlevania. Okay, I'm going to go with Symphony, because that's like always been heralded as the best, and like that's the one people always talk about. So if you can, if you got a copy of Symphony of the Night, play it on your Vita, or your PS3, or something, or on the Xbox. It's on everything now. So Symphony of the Night is what I'll say. All right. Dear RPG Cast, sorry catching up on podcasts on iTunes. Um, oh, I was muted 100%. Jeez. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say quickly, um, if you can, you can probably find some of the DS ones pretty cheaply. Uh, but are they better the than one? Symphony? Like if they're looking for Echo, one, Echo, wait, Order of Ecclesia is pretty Order good. Order of Ecclesia, it's pretty hard too. Okay. All right. If you want to check that one, and don't play Dirge of Cerberus. Someone was tricking you. Yes. Do not play that. Yeah, Dawn of Sorrow is being recommended in our chat room. So, that's okay. I didn't care for the art style very much. I, I but, you know, that's subjective. I guess I have an issue because, like, all these the DS ones take their cues off of Symphony. So if they haven't played it yet, it seems like the one to play to me. Unless I'm missing. Fair something. enough. But I'm just saying. Yeah, fair enough. It just depends if you want to port one of the good portable ones or the Ecclesia okay. is like the the last good one. All right. Yeah. So if you need it portable, 
either have a Vita and play Symphony or get one of the DS type ones. Or the GBA, Circle of the Moon, you go way back. Actually, I don't even think uh, Symphony of the Night is available on on PSP unless you get it through Dracula X Chronicles. No, I have it. The PS one right. the PS one release is out on the is on PSN. Okay, then you use now with the new PS one update you can play that on your Vita. Yes. All right, cool. So, but yeah, if you get Dracula X Chronicles, you get like a better version, I guess. Yeah, but then you have to play through Dracula X Chronicles. Oh, you have to unlock it. Ew. All right. So, next letter is catching up on podcasts on iTunes. In episode 233, May the F2P Be With You, there was a user asking a question about free-to-play games on Macs and discussions of MMOs in general. I would figured I'd give you a list. Uh, so, here's their list. Real quick. City of Heroes. Well, um... About that. That's not going to work out so well. Warhammer. It's not free-to-play, but it does have a trial and a Mac client. EverQuest Mac Edition. Not sure if it's still around or if it also went free-to-play, but it does exist, they say. Guild Wars. No monthly fee... But doesn't run natively on a Mac, but you have to use Wine. But it runs perfectly with Wine. Diablo 3, not exactly an MMO or free like Guild Wars, but there's no monthly fee and it runs natively on a Mac. Minecraft, also not an MMO, but it can be fun like an MMO if you're playing with a ton of friends on a populated server. It's not fairly free to play, but it's a lot of fun. Because it costs like $27 or something for minecraft right heroes of new earth an alternative to league of legends uh since league of legends stopped supporting their mac client if you have to play league of legends though there are some people that have it working on the mac though i don't have the specifics uh there's a lot more out there on mmorpg.com slash gamelist.cfm slash slow show slash mac so i guess go to mmorpg.com they got a mac list uh all right andrew writes in and says you guys were on a stump in your podcast stating that there wasn't anything coming out except persona 4 this year Mugen Souls for the PS3 is coming out soon. I don't know what that is. I know we've covered it. Is that an NIS game? That's an NIS game. It's the Moe game, remember? Seriously Moe, though. I don't care if it's cute. That's fine. Um, Cold of Princess on the 3DS. Is Uh, that what Moe means? Is cute? I thought it meant like pervy little girls that that you look at. No, I think it was just disgustingly cute. Oh, Uh, in that case, it's pervy little girls. Okay. Well, here, I'm, I've got the Wikipedia come up. Moe is not a concrete term. It is constantly evolving and being used in many different ways. It is a feeling or a characteristic. Uh, it is not a genre. It can be tacked onto the end of any personality trait or physical trait to create a new type of Moe. Oh, this is really hard to figure out. So um, I'm going to point you to Wikipedia because apparently there's a lot to learn about what Moe oh, actually I don't know. means. I, was under- I never heard it before until the trip. And I, when someone said, this is a Moe game, I said, oh, like little girls in bikinis okay that's what no, that is i don't is. think that's what that means um, no but that's just what my brain translated and into. i'm that is certainly not what i've seen for mugen souls um but whatever uh there's some dress up and stuff involved i guess so if that counts oh well that picture oh never mind i found a picture that mud actually qualify for that and that is no good so maybe so maybe you not. see why my brain went to that when that's the first time i heard that yeah um Hmm. Yes. But then the rest of these pictures aren't bad. There was just one picture. Oh, you should see the special pictures they had to take out at the end of the game because they were too risque. For the Moe? That's probably what I've got. For Souls. Yeah, that's probably what I'm seeing. Oh, and here's a bath scene. Okay. But, you know, Lunar had some of that even. So does that mean it was Moe? No. Oh, it was... I don't know. So I was just more talking... Oh, it's a different... I'm, we're sure we're trying to rush through this, right? Yeah, and, and I really want to actually try Mugen Souls, so I, I can't wait till it comes out. I hope there's a demo. Um, is that a downloadable or a full release? Anybody know off the top of their head? Pre-order. 
standard edition ost for 49.99 so full retail release okay so we'll see more when that comes out uh he also says the world ends with you solo remix on ios we talked about that a little earlier ragnarok's odyssey for the vita um that's not coming out this year is it what is ragnarok odyssey on the vita yeah i think so is that the oh i thought that was a really i thought this one was not coming out yet all right hmm i thought oh i didn't realize it was a vita game because it was being shown to me on a tv at e3 so i that's the one i thought was a, a full retail console game i'm sorry so yes, yes they, had, uh, is they coming. had the, the hookup to just display it on a hdtv yeah so i actually thought it was a console game because <laughs> they didn't actually i was watching other people get the demo of that all right that confused me zona enders hd which is not an rpg so i don't know what's up with that um and a couple of big titles including nino kuni and the witch and the hunter knights except that's actually not coming out this year that's coming out next year um early next year but next year all right thank you andrew for getting us the lift list of new releases and finally final letter Dear RPG Cast, so I just read that Borderlands 2 will have a $30 season pass for what is allegedly $40 worth of content. Regardless of what you think about this, my real question is this. The DLC pass does not include the Mechromancer character class. She comes free with pre-orders and will otherwise be sold separately. Does that sound crazy to you? When the DLC first started popping up, I remember game fans from everywhere used to argue, if I'm paying for the game, give me all the content on front. Then after some time, the debate subsided and DLC became part of everyday life. Now we've gone so far as to argue, if I'm paying an extra 50% of the game cost before it even comes out, shouldn't I get every piece of DLC with it? P.S. I totally get that if someone wants a Mechromancer class, they can just pre-order it. But isn't it crazy paying for a full pass still doesn't get you, well, the full pass? Well, I think this is a different case scenario. I think maybe relevant is that DLC is a way to reclaim content that you would otherwise not get. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think that that's something that's important for people to fit, to realize. It's like, uh, yeah, you're paying an extra $3 yeah, for but it, I'm paying, okay. but the option is pay $3 you're for You're ignoring it, the question. I'm, paying, I'm buying it. the season pass, and I don't get everything. Why don't I get everything? Well, I was um, about to say. Companies are that, greedy. Okay. <laughs> the, the, the Necromancer is like well, a special so case, though, <laughs> yeah. where I feel like – but based on everything they've been, unless Randy Pitcher is straight up lying to our faces and the entire dev team is, then they weren't even going to really make them. There was really no plans to even do this class until they sort of said, we have some free time after we finish this. You guys want to do an extra thing? And well, they decided sounds, to do that. That's the same statement people used to justify DLC. Like this wasn't going to be part of the original. Okay, so wait. I, I, wait no, I'm sorry. You're right, because DLC is now budgeted ahead of time. We're going to spend this much time on the game and this much time on the DLC, and we'll charge this much for the DLC, and that'll but that'll justify the time we spend on it. Okay, so this... Yeah, was, that sucks. So this is something we had... F- that basically, what you just described, Manny, like we had free time and we went ahead and did this, doesn't that mean it should be a free throw-in, like release date f- DLC? Well, that's why they... That was the that was the logic why they would just gave it to pre-order people, because originally the pre-order was just it. supposed to be for a bunch of golden guns. Yeah. But then they're going to charge for it if you don't get the pre-order. Shouldn't everyone just get it? No, I agree with you. But I, 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 at that point, it's like, why not just give it to everyone? But I guess if it wasn't a part of the original budgeting plan for the season pass and the DLC, all these big companies, you know, it's just ridiculous. If it wasn't, you know, I'm pretty sure there was a meeting where, well, it wasn't part of our original budgeted plan for the season pass that we already agreed with with everyone. It wasn't part of the DLC plans, so we're not going to include it. <laughs> 
You know, I bet you they had the fight just to include it for free in the pre-order. <laughs> I don't even understand that. The politics of this stuff is crazy. So yeah, Asava, that that one's weird. I think you should get it. But then again, it was Saints Row did the same thing. They had a season pass that didn't include all the DLC. It just included like the the story missions, like three of them, yeah. and then nothing you else. You know who's good with this is um is a uh, Rockstar. Like if you get the L.A. Noir pass, you get everything, including yes. the, the the downloadable stuff, everything. But you know, what I would say to you is if you're this outraged. You can just easily stick it to the man by waiting for the Borderlands Game of the Year edition, which yes. I'm sure will include everything, everything. And probably get it for cheaper. Yep, you're absolutely right. That would probably be the way to do it. Because I know, because like, wait, the season pass is thirty bucks, right? Yeah. So to get everything right now, you have to spend ninety dollars or upwards of ninety dollars. Just wait, and you can get everything for cheap. Yep. Good call. There you go. Now you get to laugh all the way to the bank. Well, <laughs> and then you have to find people still playing the game when the Game of the Year edition comes out, but. It shouldn't be too hard. Hey, I'll play with this guy. All right, just because. Just, yeah, you and Saba, you got it. All right, uh, four other questions. One, who's in favor of screen, Steam Greenlight? This is the Steam thing that lets uh, people get uh, indie games crowdfunded. Okay, I'm for it. Anyone against it? I don't know anything about the controversies to get into it, honestly. I, 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 don't, think there's, I don't even think there is a controversy except... Oh, uh, there's a big controversy, the $100... Uh, oh, that, that was because they were getting a bunch of fake submissions, so then they added a, a submission fee, which I think if you're trying to get a game launched, that doesn't seem bad. Oh, yeah, but then, like I said, this is why there's a controversy. There's another side, which, like, with a bunch of editorials, why this is exclusionary, exclusionary, blah, 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 lots of editorials from game journalists. I don't know enough about it to get into I, it. I like the statement I heard on another podcast. If, if you have a trouble with $100, just ask your mom for it, you know? <laughs> you got a game that you're trying to get out there. I think you can, if you're actually seriously well, making I, I, a game, you can probably find a, 100 bucks. On Steam, it's more like a $100 lottery. Oh, because it's, it's not a guaranteed listing, is it? No. Mm, okay. If you All right. Vote it. All right. That's uh. That's that's not too bad. But still, if you're serious about a game that's going to cost thousands of dollars, pursuing a hundred dollars towards one ent- uh one avenue of funding isn't still isn't bad. So I don't know. All right. Well, we we don't have time to argue. Who has ever like played? I, said, a, I don't yeah, know enough to get. You're right. Into. I'm you're just right. telling you what I've the, the arguments that I'm hearing from both but, sides. Yeah. Let's let's let it shake out some more. Who has ever played a Digimon game? Those are pretty popular. You'd be surprised. People still play. You ask who would play a Sonic game, but there's people who play Sonic games, read the Sonic comics, yep. buy the Sonic toys. Well, I mean on the Same podcast. Thing. Michael, oh, have you played podcast. a Michael, have you played a Digimon game? You reviewed a few, didn't you, Michael? If he's still here. Anna, you played some Digimon games, right? Yeah, cuz I do their PR. You do some of their PR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so Anna I think is the only answer confirmed possibly Michael. That's what we got for now. Number three, who's excited for Shin Megami Tensei 4? Did you hear about this, Anna? It was announced for 3DS. Yeah, the trailer what? leaked too. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I just got sent it, I think, late last night. Yeah, I don't... Late last no, I, night or late, you didn't play 3, did you, Anna? Huh? You did not play SMT 3, right? Um... That was the one on DS, the, the dungeon crawl at the Antarctica or whatever. Mm. I have them all waiting to play. Have you played any of these? Um. Okay, no. So uh, should, I've played SMT so many SMT games at this point; they're blurring together a little bit. Is the problem? I, yeah, I don't think you've gotten into the mainline series, though. Um. Yeah, I've played Persona One on PSP. That's not a mainline. Or, That's no. Oh, the mainline uh, SMT Shin Megami Tensei. 
uh, like yeah, not I know your stuff. best banana because she's the MSMT. But I'm telling you right now that that's probably my favorite PS2 yes. game. Or, well, yeah, oh, I know. Gen- yeah, you like Nocturne a lot, right? Oh yeah, it's like my favorite JRPG. I hate Nocturne. JRPG. Oh man, what a crappy game. <laughs> okay, so yeah. <laughs> so Anna probably is not excited for SMT4. Actually, <laughs> she just oh, doesn't realize the- it yet. <laughs> I'm 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 happy. Wait, no, didn't we have this discussion on a podcast previously where I was excited and then you explain it to me and I'm like, I'm not excited anymore and I'm really upset about it. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Atlas games you don't like. But Manny, you're excited. Um I'm uh, No? Uh, half and half. I'm 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 happy to see that this franchise is continuing. I'm not so happy that it's on the 3DS. Well, it's the next Nintendo pl- handheld and the last one was on the Nintendo handheld. So it no, it wasn't the last one was the PS2 game. No. SMT3 came out on DS. No, Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne uh, Maniacs was a PS2 game. Well, what was the DS one? No, that was Strange Journey. I thought that, that was, was a, Journey. I, I thought that was the third one. Okay. So that's no, Strange doesn't Journey count. was like a, a like a, a pseudo sequel, a spiritual sequel to SMT3. Okay. Hmm. So now the main S- sequel is coming and it is not on a console and that's bumming you. I, I can understand that. I've had that happen before. I don't like that. Yeah, because I really enjoyed Nocturne. No, yeah, Nocturne was a great PS2 game. It looked pretty. It, it was uh, enjoyable, deep and engrossing. And I kind of just don't even... I'm just kind of bummed out it's on the DS, on the 3DS, no less. I would love to have seen this on the PS3. Okay. Or on, on a 360 or anything like that. Well, I like my 3DS, so that part doesn't bum me. But I don't think I care for the particular, the mainline. Well, SMT I know, games, like you so. said earlier, you were bummed out when uh, the the new sequel to Valkyria Chronicles went to the PSP instead of the PS3. Mm. I, I'm sorry. Like, Can Valkyria you say that again? Chron- I was reading something in the chat room. Go ahead. Oh, I said. Uh, remember, I, I, you felt the same way when Valkyria Chronicles Two went to the PSP yeah. instead of the PSP. Oh my gosh! That oh, I hate that. That's exactly how I feel. I was like. Part of that experience was I was so immersed in it. It was just this big. It looked great. It was on my big TV. It was fun experience. I, you know, it was pushing some hardware. A and little now bit. we don't even get Valkyria Chronicles three, let alone a, yeah, a so console. I'm, I'm a little bit in that boat where I'm like, I have to think about: Do I want to buy three DS just for this one game? Yeah. All right. Question number four is: What was your favorite thing from PAX? I think we went over that in enough detail already thank you Ocelot for writing in if you'd like to write in our feedback is podcast at rpgamer.com where you can send us an email or an mp3 file which we can play here on the show you can also dial us in at 608-729-4098 that is our voicemail number and leave us a voicemail uh, we had a guy leave a voicemail this week and he was talking about something that we already were going to cover anyway so I didn't play it this week but I hope you don't mind Michael but I uh, please send your voicemails try to keep them about 30 seconds or less and we can play them right here on the show catch you catch your feedback next week now let's hit the news we've had enough ado so far right so it's time to get into the information been a while since we had a podcast so a few things to catch up on first of all world ends with use on your iphone your ipad we already talked about that so let's see what else we got here Ooh, screenix had an event you guys notice that? They had, a, they had a bit of an event. The first day of PAX, they had a big crazy thing in Japan. They had lots of streams. And they had a, a, an event out in Seattle as well. And they announced that there's going to be a sequel to Final Fantasy XIII 2. And it's going to be called, of course, Lightning Returns. It'll be out sometime in 2013 for PS3 and 360. I assume that's a Japanese release date. Don't know when it'll be out here. 
Uh, it, Lightning will be the only playable character, apparently. She can be customized and a great deal. Change weapons will change. You can different weapons will change the the style of gameplay. The world is uh, a major focus in the game. There'll be day night cycle, kind of like how you had in thirteen two. NPCs will do different things different depending on the time of the day. And it will be the final game in Lightning Saga, so that should wrap up the story. And I assume we will have some sort of happy ending that finally sorts out all the details that were left hanging at the end of 13.2. So are you excited? I, mean, I, I am. Yeah, that really, actually, yeah, that's going to help me um, push through and finish 13.2 now that I know that there's a conclusion coming. Because it was kind of annoying me and keeping me from wanting to finish the game. Because I knew it was just going to get some sort of crazy cliffhanger. Because I actually enjoy 13 too, so more of that, I'm all for it. Um, what's annoying, of course, is uh, they did this big announcement and we heard nothing about Versus 13. All they told us was... Uh, yeah, we did. They said, we're working on it. Yeah, yeah. This, uh-huh. we're, we're still working yeah. on it. Yeah. yeah. Like, we're still working on Duke Nukem Forever. What, is, what else did they announce? Half-Life Episode 3. They, they put out a new trailer for 14. Um, yeah, the limit breaks. No, it's a, a whole... No, it has nothing to do with limit breaks. What? It was the one I linked last night, and I couldn't find it on our site, so I linked it from Giant Bomb, but we have it on our site, I found out today. I felt bad about that. Um, it's just, it just fell off the index, and it's not on the game page. But uh, where, what was it about? So I can't, I can't find it right now. Ah, darn it. Anyway, it, it showed off uh, the new battle systems, or it's just ho- showing how, you, you know, how the parties will work in the new game and showing them going off against a boss. And at the very end of the trailer is a male Mithra, or Mikote. And I guess the only thing I really got out of the trailer, for sure, since the rest of it looked like standard MMO everything, um, was that there'll be male Mithras in the in the new version. So, yay. I don't know. So nothing really big on Final Fantasy yeah, fourteen. Yeah, didn't we know that already? Yeah, we did. It's just they showed it. I don't even know if they've showed it before. They may have already shown it before. But I just... That's what stood out in that whole trailer. It's like all the rest of this, they're not showing anything about how you're interacting with the game. It looks like every other MMOL party out there. Like, here's some special effects, and we're fighting a boss. Okay. Good for you. <laughs> Whatever. Um, what else did they, sh- did they talk about? Nothing else at this event? They really didn't, did they? This, uh, the box set. That's right. The box set. They had the expensive box set that they're going to release in Japan with like all the Final Fantasies, including um, like, it was like every Final Fantasy, everything, wasn't it? Including uh, UMDs even. Yeah, and you need like, you need to own like how many different consoles to enjoy this box set. Yeah, I, di- I didn't understand it, but it's like, I guess that means it's like everything, everything, right? So, so including side games. It's not just one through 14. How much is it? I don't recall. And I'm trying to find the forum. Equivalent to 450 US dollars. Oh, yeah. Wait, say that again. Four hundred and fifty US dollars, and it is just one to fourteen. It's a deal compared to a launch price PS3. And you said just one to fourteen. Just one to fourteen. Then why do there UMDs in there? Hmm. For one, two, and three. Oh, they're giving you the PSP version. Okay. Yeah, it's either a UMD, PS2, or PS3. Okay. PS2. So, how are you getting 4, 5, and 6? Oh, that's a good... The After Years is 4. Okay. So, 5 uh, and 6 are probably just PS1 versions. I'm not sure. Hmm. Okay. 
that's a lot of money for those then you can get those cheaper by just putting putting together your own box set ah forget that yeah so that's that yeah, was but then you don't get the new artwork on the discs oh no anything but that <laughs> hey for some people it's a big deal don't blow it off that hard <sighs> whatever hopefully they'll have some sort of announcement at the uh at the concert that we're going to in December, Anna, with like more Final Fantasy stuff. That would be nice. That would be cool. Yeah. Let's see. Versus, uh, I've got the full thread in NeoGAF now. Um, <laughs> a Final Fantasy 25th Anniversary Memorial Ultimania has been announced. It's a, it's a large art book um, from covering one through six. Oh, it's multi, actually, it's three volumes of everything. And this is different than the uh, uh, Yoshitako Mano art book that we were talking about a couple weeks ago some huge art book thing that they announced and that big box set will be out December 18th and this is new artwork and blah 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 and yeah that's really it that's kind of disappointing oh well what's not disappointing is that Dragon Fantasy will be coming out on PlayStation on PlayStation 3 and Vita and I don't know if we mentioned it earlier in the PAX coverage but just to round up just to double check on that that is uh, thanks to the SEA, Sony's uh, pub fund that's helping to fund indie development. They gave them some money, and now we're gonna get um, we're gonna get uh, Dragon Fantasy Book Two on PlayStation Three and Vita. Are they gonna release the original game in there too, or not? Yes, they're trying to figure out if they're gonna bundle it or sell it separately. Okay. Do we have any but idea it, when Book Two is coming out? Um, twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. Cool. All right, so those of you guys who've been playing Skyrim for a long time now, you're probably ready to settle down and end your adventuring life and and have a nice fire and a meal served to you. And the Xbox just came out with a DLC add-on that'll let you do that, right? Hearthfire. Hearthfire. So you can purchase land, build and customize a home, and it's like, you know what it's like when I, when I read through this? It's like the Dovahkiin hideout mod, except this is an official DLC that you pay $5 for. Except that unlike the Dovahkiin hideout, you can have your spouses move into the house. So I guess it's oh, a nice You can decorate it, location. you can mount mud crabs, you can build like an alchemy lab. You can build all these different things. A garden, you have your own neat little yaks in the back. Ooh. Uh, some people were upset because they thought that, uh, that this was going to be one of, you know, there's probably going to be like three... Uh, DLC, DLC packs that they're uh, dedicated to making, right? And that this one was one of those three packs. But no, it's, this is just like an extra thing that's coming out that they get built on the side. You're, we're still going to get like another big expansion like uh, Dawn Guard uh, or like the Shivering Isles. Those those are still coming. This was just okay. like a like a side project cool. for people who want to maybe have a little bit of a domestic life. And it's only $5. And unfortunately, there's no PC or PSN dates yet. So it's, it's Remember the uh, Microsoft locked up exclusivity for DLC for a while? Yeah, but to not even know how long, that's kind of sad. But it's probably like three weeks. It's okay. There's probably like three mods that I can download for free that do most of the same stuff on the PC. So That's the nice part about being on PC. People will work around it. Uh, we mentioned Bastion's out on the iPad now for five bucks. It was a great game on 360 and... and PSN, so if you want to play more... Was it on PSN? No. It came on 360 then. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, 360, Steam, Humble uh, Bundle. Everything except PS3. Poor PS3. Mac App Store. I don't know why they're not out there. All right. 
uh, Mac even. Wow. When you're on OS ten yeah. before the PS3. But it's on Linux too if it's a part of the Humble Bundle. <laughs> wow. Um, wait, really? It's really on Linux? Yeah. For Linux. Everything on the oh Humble Bundle has to be Mac PC Linux. Oh, that's oh, poor PS3. I feel sad about it. You can now. blame Sony. I think they 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 said no to doing that exclusively. Oh, and that's how their revenge is pointing it out to everything except that. No, no, I, I just think that their publishing deals were Microsoft platform exclusivity or something. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Torchlight Two is a release date, September twentieth. That was announced uh, the night before PAX started. Uh, so that's like what in a week or two? Twelve days. Wow. There you go. Yeah. Hopefully, be streaming it this week or something. Things work out well. Uh, Half Minute Hero dashes onto PC. I like that headline. Uh, Half Minute Hero, uh, if you remember that from PSP, that's the really short. Uh, you you play RPG and well, it's it the the tagline is you play it in thirty seconds, but you don't play it in thirty seconds. You get the clock extended as you keep playing it. But uh, each uh, you kind of play through, level up your character, and beat a boss really quickly. And you have multiple levels you, where you do that on. And there's other game types as well. It is now being ported to PC with the title of. Half Minute Hero Super Mega Neo Climax Ultimate Boy. So that that's uh that's I like that. And uh the version has all the gameplay modes from the previous versions, uh including four player online gameplay and the original PSP versions of Princess Thirty, Night Thirty, Evil Lord Thirty. It'll be on Steam and Playism. What's Playism? Uh on September thirty twenty seventh. What the heck is Playism? It's a new online is that yet another downloadable store? Oh, it's an indie store. Okay. Hmm. And they are really pimping thirty half minute hero. That must be a, their first big game or so. Oh wait, no, La Mulana's on it too. So and Symphony. So they got some good games in there. Interesting. Um oh that was a news. I guess La Mulana isn't an RPG though. The fact that their Wii port is actually happening now in the US. That was kind of a big deal. because um, that wasn't gonna happen for a while. And we also have Sacred 3. Uh, I got to sit in on the theater for Sacred 3, actually. And uh, so the hard part about Sacred 3 is it looks like yet another Diablo-style game. And, you know, which is fine because that's what Sacred 2 was. And this one looks uh, to be more more controller-friendly. Well, And it's, it's here, nice and bright and my, cheery. <laughs> here's my sort of really big concern about Sacred 3 is the more I see about Sacred 3, the more I say to myself, hmm, this looks and feels a lot like Torchlight. Because mm-hmm. it's starting to go to that sort of more gritty but colorful yeah. style. And, yeah, but it's, um, it's more realistic. The graphics are a little than, more rounded. But it's more, hmm? re- it's more realistic graphics than Torchlight? That's true. But I mean, if you look at Sacred 2 versus Sacred 3, they are trying to lean more towards sort of that colorful Torchlight style. Sure. So I'm sort of concerned that it's like when Sacred 3 comes out in a year, I'm just going to feel like, hey, I just played Torchlight 2 for a year. Why do I want to play that? I think they're going for a simple just hop in and go console experience for this one. And I think that's that's the difference there. So you're not going to get as deep. And I think that's good because I think that um, we're still sort of lacking really good pick up and play ARPGs on console. Yeah. Um, so until we get Torchlight 2 on consoles with multiplayer, um, I think this, this might be one of the It's not going to happen options. in this generation. They've <laughs> already looked into it and they're like, yeah, we can't put it on the 360. Why not? Um, because of the RAM limitations of the oh, console. Oh, really? That's odd. Okay. 
also announced is a follow-up game for Dead Island, Dead Island Riptide. So this time, all the game's forest protagonists have been shipwrecked in a deadly archipelago full of zombies, and there will be a new skill set and a fifth party member adding the joining the 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 fun, and uh, it will have continue to have co-op play. It'll be out for PC, 360, and PlayStation oh, are 3. Are they going to add fun to the game? I have no idea. I was trying to avoid that statement. <laughs> um, also, for Sacred 3, I should mention that is also PS3, 360, and PC as well, sometime in 2013. And, of course, that always means that there's a risk or a chance that it'll be ported to whatever new consoles get announced next year, but uh, maybe not. Oh, wait, Chris, did they mention anything about this new character and what this new character does or anything like that for uh, Riptide? I did not see Riptide, so I don't know. Okay. Uh, it's not in the story that we have here. Uh, oh, another big one. Um, Marvel here. Well, I don't know. Is this big? So one of the guy, important guys on Diablo 2 is off working on a game called Marvel Heroes. And so that closed beta is starting in October. So if you're looking for uh, more action RPG stuff, since we're in the action RPG renaissance, uh, there's another beta that you can uh, look forward to in October. And if that's not enough, Ubisoft has a new one called The Mighty Quest for Epic Loot that looks to be, I think it'll be an action RPG. It's hard to tell from the description in the game, but uh, that is going into closed alpha this month in September. And it's all about getting lots and lots of loot and building up your, uh, building the nicest castle to show off to your friends. And it's action RPG. And you can go check out their official site at themightyquest.com. And with that, we are finished with our news. And so I'd like to say once again that our feedback is podcast.rpgamer.com. Thanks for sticking with us with this really long episode. Um, over at rpgamer.com, you can find lots of good things, including our backtrack show and a bunch of reviews, including... Uh, uh, actually, we have a post-release impression. If you didn't like my rambling on Guild Wars 2, you can go read well-thought-out, put-together thoughts by Becky, who uh, is a professional writer. And uh, well, professional? Does she get paid at all? Uh, yeah, Cheat Code Central. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, so professional writer, unlike my unprofessional ramblings. And so you can read that. You're not a professional podcaster, Chris? No, I do not get paid. <sighs> yeah. So uh, you go read that on our site. Uh, what else do we have? I don't see any recent reviews up right now. Um, I do know that uh, September's looking pretty weak for... Oh, wait. No, it isn't. Sorry. Uh Upcoming games in September is really strong, is what I meant to say. And we've got Borderlands 2, Torchlight 2, World of Warcraft, and Baldur's Gate all coming up on the 18th, 20th, and 25th. And so look for that in a couple a couple weeks to have more games and you know what to do with. And uh, we will join with you with all that. Hopefully we get some Borderlands 2 play nights on PC or 360 or PSN, whatever people have. And some Torchlight 2 and all that sort of stuff going on. And I think that's it. Thanks for joining with us. Leave us feedback at our message boards at board.rpgamer.com and uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah? I think we'll see you next week. Anybody have anything to say? Any points of advice? Uh, don't have a cow, man. Don't have a cow, man. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks for joining us, everybody, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. See you guys next week. It's also probably good we finish now because Doctor Who's about to be on. Mm, Doctor Who.